0: All right.
1: What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I'm your host, Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today with your abridged panel of co-hosts, Sean Petit. What's going on? And RJ White. Hello. Uh, Casey's not here today because she's in a hot air balloon race. Uh, We wish her the best of luck. And we'll probably hear back from her sometime in the next 80 days or so. Anyway, our uh, <laughs> as a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we may ruin them. I'll also uh, give you some timestamps in the episode description. Her top stories today are Hawkeye Freefall number one by Matt Rosenberg and Otto Schmidt, and Thor number one by Donnie Cates and Nick Klein.
2: Hey, she's really good. We'll hear from her in 78 days.
1: Yeah. No, she's got to win that race. Yeah. Or that guy in the top hat is going (laughs) to.
2: Hopefully she brought her monocle because if not, she clearly won't be fancy enough.
1: Yeah, like what's the point, right? Exactly. We're kidding. Uh, It's Casey's birthday. She's on vacation.
3: Well, Thor came out, so she's just.
2: She's taking
1: a a (laughs)
3: Thorcation. The book blew her mind so
1: hard that she had to take the week off. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. Casey has uh, uh, now has the most absences out of any of us.
2: Which is more than one. And you have zero because uh, we can't
1: do this. Someone's got here. to push the buttons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that someone <laughs> is you. <laughs> and by push buttons, I mean do more than just make bad puns. Which. That's maybe... RJ's job. He's so good at it. <laughs> oh, gosh. He's uh... our
2: resident podmaster.
1: Before we get into top picks, uh, I just want to say. As a warning, uh, we are no longer listed as a clean podcast. The we, pants are coming
3: off. Yeah, we, we Gosh, are you ready? Gosh dang it. Yeah, right. We are Jimmy <laughs> crackers.
1: We are now an explicit <laughs> podcast. It just gives me less work to do for no reason.
2: Yeah, and I feel like we can keep it tasteful, but if something slips, it's not the end of the world now.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're still not going to swear at all in this episode. Do I still have to yeah.
2: shower? Is that... It-
1: No, I mean you can be as physically dirty as you want. Yeah, our
2: listeners are not going to smell you, so it's fine.
1: That's that's one of the good things about podcasts. Exactly,
2: you don't have to see how disgusting we are.
1: (laughs) We're just in your ears.
2: Yes, dirtying
1: up your ears. Yeah, which you should clean. Explicit content. Yeah, we are explicitly explicit. All right, Sean, kick us off. What yeah, you let's got? get
2: started. Uh, so, I'm going to start off with Everything Number Five by Christopher, Christopher Cantwell ugh, and <laughs> INJ Colbard. Um, so, we talked about this book a little bit. This book's stuff starting to go down in this book. Um, so, this is basically about the superstore that um, came into a small town and is everyone loves it because. Uh, As we have found out through the course of the issues, they're being brainwashed into subliminal messaging to go buy stuff from this store. Um, And the people who have like either started to figure it out or are, I, I can't remember exactly how they phrase it, are like not receptive. They're slowly just killing because they don't want anyone to like mess with their plan like they don't care, but it's a, that's just part of like the process. If they can't convert or be converted, they just get rid of them. So there's a couple of people. There's a few deaths that have happened throughout the issue that they're all kind of connected to the store. So there's this one central worker who is a robot. I can't. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't sure. Best. My best guess. She got green beams. Some in her, in kind her of face. android. Yeah, because the last issue she used her eyeballs to remove a tumor from one of the characters heads and just cured her that brain was tumor. preventing
3: her from getting the the brainwashing signal correct yeah. yes
2: so the brain t- she had an actual brain tumor and that was the only thing preventing her from being brainwashed but then she's she was like having a really hard time with it and this the, the woman that works at the store is like all right your, your brain tumor has gone want a job <laughs> <laughs> and now she works at the store so it opens up with this character kind of like Talking about the frequencies and like how people aren't always going. and To her plush. I was going to get to that because that's weird. So talking to like a stuffed animal that's speaking back. Again, I'm thinking animatronics in some way. They're talking about the people that aren't taking because she feels bad because like they're going to die. And she's like, I feel bad because like this one, the city manager has gotten sick. His kids are sick because of this thing that's going on in the town. So they're having like this heavy conversation and she's like, can we? switch to like a more um like a predefined uh subroutine of conversation the dolls is like sure and then they just start talking each other in hex hexadecimal code and then they just like snuggle up and like go to sleep (laughs) as you do so i don't know if this hex code actually translates anything that'd be super interesting isn't
1: hex code for like color
2: colors and stuff so like but that's what it looks like because you know it's not binary because there's not it's not just zeros and ones, but it looks <laughs> like, because it's like letters and numbers. It looks like it has the decimal code. Weird. But it can, I think it like matches to like a number, too. Anyway, it's very weird. So I don't, again, I don't know if these are people. I don't know if they're robots. No idea.
1: <laughs> so it cuts to this. you really city. selling me this bookshop. It's,
2: it's bonkers. It's very like Stepford-wise, but also brainwashing with technology, like Big Brother brainwashing stuff. So then it cuts to the city manager who's sick. He's had like this ant infestation. He's like the k- his kids are sick. And he, like they can't he figure has out why. More than one ant in his house. His it's his entire house is just infested.
1: Did I feel it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can relate to this guy. And he, it's just we have been we have been fighting this never ending battle with ants in this house. <laughs> and at first I thought it was just us. I was like, what are we doing wrong? And I was talking to one of the neighbors uh, a few months ago, and they were like. They were talking. They just brought it up in passing. They were like, "Yeah," and we all have the ants. I was like, "The ants? That's like... Wait, what? Yeah, apparently this whole block It's just you. Just have you just live on an ant hill, basically. <laughs> That's <laughs> brutal. Is- Hopefully, you don't get
3: in your pants because at that point, it's no. too far gone.
1: No, I'm squirmy enough as it is. <laughs> Gotta
3: burn it down.
1: <laughs> but I. I- I'm gonna. I'm about to go scorched earth with this anthill in my backyard.
2: Dude, I'll help. That sounds great. That sounds like gonna a great get, time. I'm just going
1: to boil a whole spaghetti pot of water and just go out there and just... Go nuts. Just dump them. Be just. careful.
2: Hopefully your water's not too like weird so you don't create super ants. You <laughs> don't well, need that
1: on your hands. Yeah.
3: It's TMNT, but ants. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what the, that's, that's the last what thing you need. I need is a bunch of smarmy... <laughs> Ninja ants. They're, they're, they don't turn into ninjas though. They're just college students. And yeah, they just want pizza. Yeah, they don't want to do anything. Yeah,
1: and they want to like play Xbox and watch <laughs> Family Guy. Anyway, I'm taking this way off the rails. It's okay.
2: So now we're kind of getting more and more insight into the si- the the town and the store. uh The guy that owned the record company, he kind of like caught on. So he walks into the store with a record to play and you know it's like oh yeah you want to check this out it's like oh yeah i'm gonna check out this well he was talking player. to
3: the lady with the tumor last issue right yeah and they they're were- kind of like he he's like kind of on to what's happening
2: yeah he's that- kind of figured it out because yeah. he, he noticed it like when like a weird sound coming out of his musical like his equipment at his music store before it all like blew up <laughs> um so he puts this record on in like a specific spot on the record player he's like can i try this out before i buy this sound system and it cuts to like this huge two-page splash and you see the music playing it just says like buy happiness you are happy forever you are safe um you are happy buy security buy it's basically just like it's the subliminal messages and everyone can actually hear it and it's like affecting a lot of the people in the uh in the store, and the security is like, Yo, we got to get this dude because, <laughs> like, they're, they're exposing him. And then right after that, they announce a 50% off everything in the store to kind of like,
3: Hey, just kidding, guys, <laughs> to kind of distract everybody. Sorry, we all turn you into zombies, flowering zombies
2: yeah. for a second. So, the guy that the record store guy, the two guys, security grab him and just drive him out to the middle of the woods, and they're just gonna kill him. And as they're about to, uh, those two guys get a bullet in her eye
1: <laughs> my god
2: and yeah. the guy that has been kind of lurking in the background of all four issues shows up with a gun he's like yeah i bought this at everything for $199.99 it just blasted these dudes so he rescued the record store guy and then they start talking about the conspiracy of the store basically like um and he's deaf or in one year he's in deaf one year so, so that's he's why it affected, work, yeah. but it, it affected his family in cleveland so like basically they the store came in his family got sucked in but when the store left they just like killed themselves because i couldn't like handle it so like it's like destroying these people uh then we get a look into like this cerebro hooked up looking dude who's basically saying like you know what's going on with this how did you lose these people like why did you get rid of that one lady's brain tumor (laughs) like questioning the this main woman that works at the store uh, the the tumor woman, Lori, she can get to, they refer to, it's just a lighthouse, the lighthouse, which is like her aunt lives and just grows a bunch of all these plants. They seem super interested in being able to get into this lighthouse for whatever reason. No idea why, but it seems like they, for some reason, these people from everything can't get to this lighthouse, but this Lori woman can. And now that she's been brainwashed, they want to take advantage of that. Sure.
1: <laughs> so... Yeah, I've, I haven't been reading this since like the first two issues. It's
2: it's bu- it went off the rails, dude. It's crazy.
3: Yeah, they went like under the everything store and there's like this I mean it's like a command center. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's just running everything <laughs>
3: like running all the like brainwashing and everything. It's
1: so, yeah, so nuts. like uh w- This is uh, why but- I don't shop at Walmart.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's a it's autobiographical almost Walmart. Yeah, this is the true story of Walmart. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah walmart's <laughs> been trying as hard as they can to silence this book yeah yeah right, <laughs> and get it shut right. down
3: way ahead of its time definitely <laughs> um so there's
2: a moment between Lori and the woman from the store they kind of hang out because like the one woman Lori is kind of lonely and wants friends and um but as they're hanging out her aunt who lives in the white house shows up and she's like oh no she's just crazy it's no big deal but if they kind of perk up it's like oh have you ever been to the lighthouse so everyone involved with the store is trying to like Figure out if this woman Lori's been to the lighthouse. What's in the lighthouse, or can she go back to the lighthouse? Like, they're trying to figure that whole thing out. And then, meanwhile, like the guy from the store, basically all the conspiracy theories are starting to like come to a head. So basically, the record store guy and the guy that saved him, they're talking about the head honcho of everything is coming to town for a parade, and that's like what will like activate some beacon.
3: It's the uh, the only day. The everything story is closed. Yeah, they're, they're like closing it all down for this to big like a, parade. Yeah, to have a town parade,
2: and he's like, "How do we stop it?" The guy's like, "Well, uh, I got a gun, and I know where the parade's gonna be. So you do the math, bud.
3: He's just sh- <laughs> go to go to, just go to shoot him. He's just gonna shoot the <laughs> guy uh, to stop wow. this
2: whole thing from happening. Nothing a bullet rec- can't solve. The record guy's like, "Ah, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be closed. <laughs> we can maybe sneak in and see what's going on." So like, it kind of all this stuff. It's kind of coming to the head. This like tiny little like sweet old man is like the the guy that's gonna like set this huge signal off. He shows up. He's at the store. They uh they get rid of the ant dude. Yeah, they like fire him and remove <laughs> the- his duties because he's like the city manager. But he's like lose. He's not losing. He's losing his mind because like he's not submitting to the signal. But they just kind of like yeah, you're sick. Go. He's away. also dying. He's got like well yeah because like if, his- if you don't submit to the signal, it like kills you. Yeah, it's, it's
3: crazy. Like if you don't uh, get brainwashed, you just kinda of like, but he like start got them, dying. He got them all <laughs> together nuts, to he got them all together to uh to like force them to, to help him. And then and they're like then they they they're like you're him. fired.
2: <laughs> you're sick, you're crazy, you're fired. And they just took his job.
1: They took his job. They took it.
2: <laughs> um <laughs> and there was just a stupid line. So, like, the guy with from the record store, like, sneaks in. He finds, like, the command center. And then there's, like, a security guy. Just like, you there, mustache. Like, s- and just, like, sneaks up on him. <laughs> <laughs> but now, like, it's all coming. Like, now they had this parade. And it kind of ends with, it just ends with the main guy in the scope. And the city managers get mad, like, throwing a rock at the woman from the store. Like, the blonde one. That's kind of been, like, the, she's, like, the the, the face of the store in the town. Just, Beans a rock at her head, and like, it's just like the end of the issue. She's got green blood. She's got green blood again. Don't know if she's human. Don't know if she's alien. No idea what's going on.
1: Well, she's got green blood, so that rules out human.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know. She's a new human. Green blood. I don't know. The green I bloods. I don't, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know anyone. With trying green blood. to start. A, but uh, then again, I
1: don't know the color of all the blood of all the people I know. Because
2: they were talking about like af- she's like
1: kind of like went off book. It's like I, a third date question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What color is your blood?
3: Oh, twentieth <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> <20th> date. <laughs> uh,
2: they were talking about like reprogramming her too, like because she like was helping people that she wasn't supposed to. So I think this is the end of the arc and it says coming back in volume two for like, and like the first issues about Black Friday. I have no idea
1: what's Dude, going Black on. Black Friday at this store has got to be nuts. Oh, what, it, be
3: what if it just like resets and everything's fine?
2: I kind of have a feeling that's what's going to happen. Oh, or maybe like man. Black Friday is like when the signal, I have no, like, we were intrigued by this book because we were, it was super weird. Uh, Christopher Campbell was like really I think did a really good job of like building the mystery. And He's still killing it on Doctor Doom. Yeah, Doctor Doom was fun. I, I I read the that came out this week, right? Yes. yeah, that was good. Um, fights Modok with a sword. It right. does. It was awesome.
1: <laughs> Wait, but, I'm sorry. This is who?
2: Uh, that was in Doctor Doom. Christopher Cantwell is writing both. Oh yeah,
1: he's uh, he's writing the mask and he's writing the mask too. Yes. So he's
2: writing a lot of books that we're really enjoying. And like, yeah, this book is. I have no idea what's going on in like a good way. Like this world building is crazy, but like there's so much stuff going on like this crazy conspiracy but like there's also like i don't dude i don't know it's this whole world i have no idea anything about and it i read five issues and it didn't help (laughs) like (laughs) it's crazy but it's like it's it's super creepy like the whole aesthetic like opening up with this uh, maybe animatronic woman talking to this bear it was kind of it was just a goofy just a goofy way to set up but i really like the atmosphere that it He's creating in this book, um, it just has like a like the toy like like the toys are gonna turn on us type of thing. Like, just everything's just gonna turn on like anyone who doesn't submit to the cause. Like, it's just a very weird thing. Yeah, but I'm I'm enjoying it. It's 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 good. I just don't know what it's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's one of those burger books too, and that they seem to kind of be knocking out the park too. Like, she's great. Dark yeah. Horse has been killing it again i think dark horse and image are pretty consistently like my number two publishers these days
1: yeah i mean a a lot of your picks have been yeah image and and dark horse yeah
2: they're both this they're gonna be both this week there's some good superhero books this week but like x-men was good we're not gonna talk about that much but that that i like that a lot
1: full Um, disclosure i didn't i didn't have a big week this week
2: yeah it was a for like it was a big week but it wasn't like a a big week, yeah. Even for like a normal week, there was a lot of good books, but there wasn't like a ton. I didn't kill out. myself trying
3: to read everything, but yeah, still yeah had I had a I, lot. I was
1: looking, I was looking at the 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 social media <laughs> posts. I was like, wow, RJ has like less than a hundred books.
2: <laughs> but there was a, there was some quality stuff that came out for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it wasn't a huge week, but which is good because I think we needed it. After we needed the, it. Yeah, a couple weeks that. This is more of a normal week, and I think that's better for yeah, us. We're, we're, we're
1: coming back to earth, <laughs> yeah, a little bit here. Good.
2: So yeah, that's everything. Um, pick up the trade probably soon. It looks like this arc ended. If you're, this sounds remotely interesting to you. It's creepy. It's fun. I think I don't even know. It's just super weird, and I love it. But yeah, <laughs> it, it's just that a, for yourself.
1: It's a total mindfuck.
2: Yeah, no, it totally is.
1: <laughs> it's it's just what it is. Yeah,
2: and I, I feel it's just gonna get worse, because again, they haven't solved. Anything in like they've he's just built mystery for five issues
3: and now he's on. I guess it's gonna be on a break, <laughs> so <laughs> awesome!
1: <laughs> yeah, all right, RJ, what do you got for all us? Right.
3: Uh, I have uh, I can sell you a body number one yeah, by I... Ryan Ferrier and George Kambadai.
1: Sure, I sure. I picked this up via your recommendation and I don't know what I read here.
2: <laughs> I am, I feel the same, but I th- I'm pretty sure
3: I enjoyed it. Is that? I think that. I, I think mean, I liked it. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so it starts with uh, with the main character. Uh, well he, we don't learn his name yet, but he, uh, he's like next to a poster of himself, and someone has, uh, markered, like horns and a and a mustache on him. And um, Hitler mustache. Though. Yeah,
1: I didn't get that at all either. I'm like, oh oh, I thought this was another panel.
2: I thought it's so too at first, but at least it's like a bus stop. But I I'm think like, it's a, yeah, it's a bus the thing. There's no words
3: stop. on it. So yeah. it's, not, it's like a
2: dumb poster.
3: But you also kind of learned that he, like, fell out of good graces with everyone yes. So Yeah.
1: So that makes sense now. Cause he, I, I read that it's just a panel. Cause the panel placement <laughs> in this is kind of neat.
2: And it's all, yeah, the panel placement isn't very, it's it's unique. Yeah. For yeah. sure. It's all over the place, which is, I think, made it lent to the craziness. Yeah. And I feel like that made me, it was like, what is this? So it it starts
3: <laughs> with only the one of the worst uh, hopes of bargaining for a hot- cheaper price that I can yeah, I've right. only I've ever seen, which is he's trying to buy either the <laughs> bun or the hot dog. He doesn't a have food enough money cart. for both, right? You, yeah, you got
1: to have a goal here.
3: Uh, and the guy's like, I can't, I can't do that. He's I,
1: like, that's just gonna put me.
3: <laughs> it's gonna throw my ratios gonna, off. Yeah, yeah, I'm just
1: gonna have an extra one, which is like of a, either
2: totally legit. Yeah. Totally legit. I've Although never... they,
1: they don't sell dogs and buns at a one to one ratio. Which
2: again, why? <laughs> hot dogs you can hot dog ball you can get like a pack of like eight <laughs> and twelve, but you know what pack hot dogs come in? Ten. It's stupid.
3: I've just never never seen someone try to bargain for either or. <laughs> I'm like, what are you gonna do if you just get a bun? Like
2: yeah, my lunch? yeah you definitely bargained for the hot dog.
1: Yeah because like i don't know there, there's enough there's enough free shit that comes with a hot dog <laughs> that you can make a sandwich out of you throw oh. some sauerkraut some onions and ketchup and mustard in there without actually putting maybe a some, hot dog maybe it. some peppers that's if he gives yeah. you that with just a just a dog good luck getting any of that on there and <laughs> yeah you can maybe,
3: maybe get some mustard that's not all you got yeah. it's like a slippery that's if pretzel. he lets you you know get <laughs> toppings it's like, it could be like an extra nickel apiece. I
1: don't know, man. All right.
3: Anyway, <laughs> so he's like, oh, you're that, you're that psychic guy. Uh, you know, the, and you were famous for like two minutes and uh, you're a know, fake psychic guy. And he's like, right, fake. And then he's like, uh, today's not, it's uh was it? Like, the time you lied on a police report, Gary. Gary Owens, when your dead cousin Tim, no Todd, jumped off the Vincent Thomas Bridge. Todd's not happy with you, Gary. Pushy, pushy, Gary. So he, he just blackmails this guy yeah, to get for him a hot killing dog. somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, holy crap. <laughs> But, I mean, he guys hot dog, so... I
1: mean, that's one of his, his rare super... It's like one uh, of Superman's hidden superpowers from Jimmy Olsen.
3: Yeah, right. He can get
1: anyone to buy him a hot dog no matter what. With I
3: mean, way less blackmail.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, we don't know how Superman goes about. Yes, Listen, Sup- it's Superman.
3: I'm not going to have this debate. This is Doomsday <laughs> Clock all over again. <laughs> Superman is too wholesome
1: yeah, we don't, to blackmail someone for a hot dog. We don't need another Doomsday Clock discussion <laughs> this week.
3: All right. So, he... <laughs> So he goes into his office and his assistant Gladys um Cause, tells him that cuz of uh, course her name's Gladys. Yeah. <laughs> well, tells him that like his normal appointments there and it's this girl who has been uh st- her boyfriend died, but she's been using him to keep in contact with him and uh She's like, I, I think this is, I think this is the last time I can, I can do this. I don't, I don't know if I can, you know, keep the relationship going. And he's like, No, I, I mean, you have a great way to keep in contact with him. You should do it, you know, weekly, daily. I'm open. I can. <laughs> Just trying to get money out of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Uh... <laughs> And then she's like, oh, she, like, leaves. Uh, it's the end of the session. He's like, oh, thank you so much. Don't let anyone tell you that you're a washed up fraud that they say you are. <laughs> and then it and it cuts to him just, he just gets decked and he gets knocked out. And...
1: <laughs> I love this this position he finds himself in. It's <laughs> such a great, <laughs> yeah, like, he, his face broke his fall. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it doesn't look great. Like he landed on his yeah, face. Yeah, he got wrecked. <laughs> yeah, and, and it just immediately devolves into a mob comic. So,
3: so he, <laughs> so he gets handcuffed to a chair, and he's tied. And it turns out that, um, this, this guy paid him to bring his father back into a new body, reverse exorcism. Yeah, we paid him like exorcism. a re, yeah, like hundred grand, and he hasn't done it yet. So he. <laughs> He's like, "Where's my father?" He's like, "I just haven't found a good spot for him yet." Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. I just
1: I just want to point out that this scene is in like every indie comic right now. Oh yeah, the the tied to a chair and being intimidated it's, by the mob. It
2: seems to be a, a common theme recently. But I just
3: love that it's this plus uh supernatural comic. Yeah. It's so it's so bizarre. Like it
1: still manages to stay on brand but it's it's a very indie comic scene.
2: Yeah, it's just an easy like all right this is this is the position our hero is in. Let's yeah, see like, what happens.
3: He's telling the he's telling the the mobster. He's like, listen, there's n- there's no easy guide to reverse exorcism. And then it <laughs> cuts to his easy guide for reverse
2: exorcism. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so his name's Denny Little. That's his yeah, name. Yeah. His name's Denny Little. Denny
1: Little's easy does it guide to reverse exorcism. I love how he goes
2: through the whole thing. He explains like the process, and then the end. It's like a just a super quick blurb, like as his like disclaimer. <laughs> basically, yeah, it's, like basically, like
3: he's like my. My, uh, my services are hassle-free, and why a hundred percent non-refundable deposit up front works for you. So, <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, they the the guys drop him off, and they're like, "Today's Tuesday, Thursday, I'm just gonna empty my whole gun into your face." And uh, he's like, "All right." Uh, well, he goes in, and he's like. He needs to get money now.
1: Well, depending on the gun, that could be really bad.
3: Yeah. I mean, any gun is any bad. Any gun for his being face. emptied into your face is yeah. bad. I mean, if it's like a BB gun, he could take it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Probably can't see afterwards, though. Yeah. It sucks.
1: And but high capacity rounds are hard. Or, uh, high capacity magazines are hard to come by <laughs> these days, anyway. <laughs> At least so. in this world. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Who knows what this. Anyway.
3: <laughs> so he gets back and. Uh, uh, Gladys quits because um, he hasn't paid her, uh, and he tries to he tries to put a body in her. He tries to put the ghost of the the mob guy that yeah him down yeah. into Gladys, and then he gets he like knocks himself out, and yeah. he's like, did anything happen? And she's like, uh, yeah. They, they had
2: a couple cool panels showing him like actually talking to ghosts and stuff, and then like he like tries to summon. The ghost of the, the the mob boss guy, and he's chained to a chair yeah, too. Yeah, he's chained <laughs> in the afterlife. So for some reason, it's he's, a nice, it's a nice w- flip. Yeah, so for some reason, he's being held hostage in the afterlife for yeah. whatever reason. Who knows why? <laughs> they <laughs> also
3: mentioned that, like, uh, the mobster paid him like a hundred k, and he burned through all of it. Yeah,
2: well, we, I think we find out later <laughs> why in the dogs. comic, right? What? We find out later what how he burned it, right? Is that the scene with the woman?
3: No, that's a no, separate thing. No, that's all the money he has left. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's bad with money. I th- yeah, I think. I, I'm not sure. I wasn't. Cl- Actually, it wasn't I'm, clear. Uh, anyway, yeah. So he tries to he tries to contact the body, and he's he's being tied up, and then he tries to put put him in Gladys, and she's like, "All right, well." uh it was, it's like goodbye denny and he's like yeah goodbye but from whomst because <laughs> he's trying to see if it worked and it uh it did not <laughs> and then yeah so he's at his uh, he's at his place and uh this girl comes in and he's immediately in love with her yep <laughs> and the ghosts are like oh he's he's smitten yeah i love the ghost talking to yeah. him and then
2: him not realizing that who he's talking to just yells back at one of them she's like wait what he's like uh nothing and
3: she's (laughs) she's there because she needs her inheritance from her grandfather or uncle yeah her uncle died and he was not organized so she doesn't I guess she doesn't know how to get the money yeah and he he contacts the the uncle and uh, turns out that he was a gambler, so he gave. He so like, there is no inheritance. Yeah, there is no inheritance. So then he looks at this briefcase of this like uh was uh suitcase of cash that he has, and I think it's all the money he has left, which is like twenty k. Um, and he gives it to her because it's not nearly enough to reach the the hundred k. like the monster. But it's enough to help her. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's. Cause he's dumb
2: or just in love, I guess. Love at first yeah. sight, I guess. I don't and know. And then- I-,
1: I like how this just became the way every film noir starts. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like just
1: the frosted door, the frosted window door opens.
2: And the oh, the dame walked in. Yeah, and, <laughs>
1: and some some client walks in. He's just immediately in love with yeah, her. Yeah, right.
3: I'll She's do anything like, to help her. It feels weird accepting a double bag full of thousands of dollars. Like it's crazy, and. <laughs> He's like honestly it's it's fine. Uh,
1: <laughs> and I I can think of a lot of things a duffel bag full of cash would just fix right now.
3: Oh, like so many things. Yeah. It'd be incredible. Yeah,
1: there's not a whole lot of things you can't fix with a duffel bag.
3: That's well, I mean, yeah. what I if, mean. What what if you owe a ghost inside a body to a monster? Well, I mean that's one. A well, duffel bag thing full of cash would help you with that cuz
2: you're supposed to he wants his money back. Clearly, he doesn't think so. He wants a refund.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like how he would pay up front to have the ghost of his father put into yeah, another body. Like that's, like that's that's on him. He's clearly
3: like, not smart. Maybe yeah. like half up front, half after. I don't, like, think, right? you know I mean? I don't think either of them are smart. Oh uh, yo, the
2: protagonist of this book seems to be a bit of a dumbass. <laughs> right. Just a bit.
3: <laughs> yeah. And then they have him on the bench. In the park, and he's talking to a ghost, and the ghost's like, what's, "What's, eating your friend?" And he's like, "Life." And he's like, "Wow, that's a low. That's a little insensitive." <laughs> what
1: I wouldn't give for that problem
3: right <laughs> now. And he's like, "I'm just a, I'm just a mess." And uh, the ghost is like, "I don't think I can help you. I really just wanted to see if you could put me in that bird over there. I think I want to be a bird." <laughs> so <laughs> Dennis walks away, and the eyes of the bird glow up. So I guess he did put him in the bird. I
2: guess. So I guess he can do it.
3: Yeah. I, I yeah. Well, also, Obi
1: he... likes bread because <laughs> he's gonna eat a lot of it.
3: It's he probably fly. likes so bread cool. better than dead.
1: Yeah. True. Yeah.
3: Better off bread. Better off bread. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> Breadder off. <laughs>
0: Breadder off. That dead. Was a bit crusty. <laughs>
3: Uh, <laughs> well, it also, we learned, like, earlier that, I guess he's new to the powers, but I don't, I not He could be, like, yeah, I guess he's relatively new to, like, but, like, he clearly
2: used the psychic power very quick to make money and get famous pretty well, quickly, he's, I, guess. He's I, guess. I
1: guess. he he's, he's new to John the, type.
3: he's new to the manipulating
2: people into bodies. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, well, I guess that's a, that's fair, but, yeah. yeah, I guess he's always been a psychic, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's
3: the idea. Um... There's even a part when he's like tied up where the mobster is like, go ahead, see, see if I'll shoot you. And he's like, I'm not a clairvoyant. I can't look into the future. That's, <laughs> that's not what I do. Yeah, He's
1: <laughs> like, I can talk to the dead. I can't see Yeah, and he
3: can, I think he could read minds and stuff, but like he can't, yeah, like he can't.
1: He can't fast forward. Yeah, right. Exactly.
3: Yeah. Um, so then that ends with Gladys going home and talking to her husband. And she's like, I'm going to go put on pajamas. And then she comes out and she's just dead. Or she's a ghost or something yeah but she's like there is no gladys only a sog so, <laughs> so and she's like classic ghostbusters
1: i know i was just about to say this looks like a job for four guys <laughs> Ab- that i can think of
2: absolutely dude if this turns into a ghostbuster crossover i mean
1: this is idw right it is it is IDW. they live they're in the ghostbusters universe dude,
3: yeah this could very possibly but also have an it's a job for dennis little maybe
1: yeah yeah is so he get- is this new york uh, I don't think it's said. Does it say in the beginning? Cause this is, if this is IDW New York. <laughs> although, although IDW doesn't have a, a single universe.
3: No, they dimension hop. It's LA. Yeah. it's LA. Oh, okay. They're in LA. So he has to get he on a has- plane. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I was about to say, if this is IDW New York, he's got bigger problems on his hands.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's, <laughs> he's tapping into something that he needs to be careful about.
1: Like, there's Ghostbusters. Uh, they just set off a mutant bomb.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. There's just crazy cat <laughs> mutants running around. There's <laughs> a yeah. dragon just crushing
1: buildings. But but there's an IDW multiverse. Because like is there? The yeah,
3: Cobra's taken over pretty much half of it. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, well, Cobra's taken it. over the world, yeah. really. Well, Power Rangers are in that.
1: No, that's Boom.
3: Yes. Oh, that's Boom. Come on. No, it's...
1: sorry. I mean, they Guys. just did have a crossover, but that's a that's a. I'm sorry.
3: I thought it was an. It's IDW. a cross
1: publisher crossover. Got it. Oh, okay.
3: Got it. This is too much.
1: Yeah, the I... IDW versus Bananas.
3: One day, all the publishers should just team up and do a New York comic book where it's just it's Because there's literally and there's just thousands of it's them. There's just, just so much just going on. Everything. Yeah. Every, there, there, there was fire, this remember? Marvel
1: book a number of years ago called 1984, and this kid. Gets, it, it, this, this kid lives in our world, and he's obsessed with comics, mm-hmm. and he gets accidentally pulled into the Marvel Universe in New York City, and he made me realize that my dream vacation is Marvel Universe, New York City, 1984. But you. But me, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Because the first thing he does was just get on the roof of a building and throw himself off, just to see who would save him.
2: Oh. <laughs> that's bold.
1: And it was Spider-Man.
2: Yeah, well, I would imagine. I would ho-
1: hopefully. <laughs> That's a bold stance there.
2: Like what if Spider-Man was just like off that day?
1: Yeah, what if he was, you know, you know? what
2: if he was just like th- four blocks away? Or like just dealing with like Yeah, what literally if, this was, anything what if else? this was
1: Secret Wars?
2: Yeah, or like Jay Jonah Jameson was just It would be funny though if it was just shit. like
3: <laughs> <laughs> It would be funny if it was like randomly generated you just keep doing it and it's like oh stingray. Like Yeah. Just like gets to like C-list people.
1: But he he kind of had like <laughs> <Nelter>. uh <laughs> Like, Gwenpool Powers, where he, like, he knew about comics. It's great. It's a good book.
2: That's cool. I've never heard of that one, actually. Yeah.
3: All right, cool. Anyway. So, I mean, mean, this book's pretty much talked about. It's five different books. It's great. Like, it's all over the place. It's great, though. Yeah, it's all over the map. I really liked it, because it's, like, a really unique combination of a bunch of different things. And it's it's really it's got a lot of levity to it. That yeah, really the tone enjoyed. is super
2: light, and like yeah. and I feel like it fits it perfectly because this guy clearly isn't taking any of this seriously. I just at like all. the
3: the screw up like oh debt to mobsters, but oh he's supposed to put he's he needs a dead body. He doesn't need money. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, does he gonna put him into another? person's but already occupied right? Well, or I does guess he that's, need like an
2: actual dead body i
3: guess that's why he hasn't done it yet because He's he has just, he like he doesn't want to murder anyone right and he can't yeah. find a dead body yeah and well you think the bob guy would be able to hook him up with a dead body it's funny though because the <laughs> advertisement for his easy reverse exorcism uh says that if you can't supply a a body he'll do it but obviously yeah not. obviously yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
3: it's just such a Weird ass predicament to be in. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's he needs to kill someone. as supposed to pay off debt.
2: It just <laughs> feels like a blender. Of ten different, like just you shove, just shoved like Ghostbusters, <laughs> like a mob story, yeah, just like a psychic thing, and just like a a goofball dumbass, and just threw it in a blender and just said, "Here, you, uh, let, yeah, here it's go."
1: It's drawing blood meets Ghostbusters, basically. Yeah, it's and
2: it's 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 fun. It's just not. I didn't know what to expect from this, and I don't know. I don't. It definitely wasn't this. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. It's supposed to be four issues. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Oh, it. Was just a mini so, series. Yes. Okay. Cool. I think that'll be good.
1: It yeah, digestible. Yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. It was, uh, probably the biggest surprise of the week. I wasn't, like I said, like Sean said, I had no idea what to expect.
1: I didn't even know about this until you, until you reached out and were Man. like, I'm, I took this as a pick. I'm like, I don't know what this is.
2: <laughs> I'm going to check that out. Yeah. 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 I I thought it paid off. It yeah. Good. Yeah. It was definitely, it was definitely worth reading for sure. Yeah. It All
1: was right. a lot of fun. So, um, are we going to go with that one first? Yeah. We might as well get this out of the way. <laughs> um, I'm gonna, I'm doing things a little differently. Uh, my first top pick is this new Star Wars number 1 which I didn't it wasn't my favorite book. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> so the la- the last big Star Wars event was some, what, what was it, like 75 issues yeah worth it was of, of books and it and, was
3: between a new hope and empire
1: and empire and this this is issue 1 it it starts right after empire and it's going to go into I guess right up to the doorstep of Jedi. Yes. Hopefully it doesn't take another friggin' like six years to do this. (laughs) Yeah.
3: The the original series, I mean, seventy five issues, so obviously, but just lasted forever. So is
2: the intent to kind of fill in the gaps of the heroes between the films? Is that is that
3: what we're looking at? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's a two year gap, I believe. I think I was talking to Casey and she between said the there movies? was a 2 year gap between the movies.
2: Okay, yeah. yeah I'm not I've th- I haven't read a lot of the Star Wars like comics here's, or
1: anything. Here's my main problem. We've already done this. This Sh- Shadows of the Empire was a multimedia storytelling of those event people. that that took place between Empire <laughs> and Jedi. It was it was brilliant. There was a there was a book, there was a comic series, there was a video game. And it all is this
3: covering the same time period? Is this Dash Rendar?
1: Yeah, it all okay. bled together. It was Dash Rendar. It was Prince Shizor. Oh, it was, the, the there Black was, Sun. <laughs> and yeah, there was there was uh, a whole Boba Fett story.
3: They're canon though.
1: No, they're not. Not anymore.
3: Yeah, Black Sun. Oh, yeah, they're in the Clone Wars. Oh, weird.
1: So yeah, I don't know. Are we gonna get some Dash Rendar in this? So I,
3: not, so not everything. If that
2: that you're just talking about is canon any longer
1: right because that was the that was the dark horse run gotcha they've they've retconned all of that so it's like you're retconning something that i i have a very deep connection to Mm. for
2: you're probably not the only one
1: right yeah Yeah. i mean that n64 game the pod racing one not the pod racing (laughs) one shadows of the empire
2: (laughs) that's pod racing because that pod racing game was awesome it was dumb it was dude i love that game it was <laughs> yeah, but, so but, good but
1: that game it kind of that was a lot of people's gateway into star wars yeah that's true and to just cancel it yeah to just yeah. thanos snap that out of existence yeah that's hard
3: that's hard to it's take. hard it's a hard yeah. it's
1: a it's a tough pill to swallow sure i went into it going like all right what have you got
3: this hit you way later than it hit everyone else when they got rid of the EU. Well,
1: I mean, I didn't I didn't really read that first that first comic story arc. It was kind of whatever. Like my I me- when they first announced that they were reconning everything, I went back and reread a lot of the Dark Horse books. Like I reread Shadows of the Empire. I, I reread Rogue Squadron, I which I is love
3: wonderful. Legacy. Yeah. The uh, one that's a thousand years after Jedi. Yeah. I and I totally understand why, like, people get upset over the EU, but I don't know. If it just makes sense to me because it's like Disney just, just had to, had to cut. It's just like trying to open a hotel on an island that is all volcanoes and rhinos. <laughs> it's
1: just like they had to clear. They had to clear. Yeah, the path. I, I get it. I and 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 I, I, I already knew that they retconned shadows of the empire, but. To tell a story that that sits in the same footprint
3: yeah yeah
2: i, I yeah to to <laughs> to tear the house down and then just build the same house Well, i mean the, that's kind of dumb, everyone yeah, was upset yeah. about
3: um heir to the empire the the Thron stuff, yeah um, and they brought the original writer back in to do canon Thrawn novels, so the i I feel like th- it's just gonna take time for a lot of the fan favorite stuff to kind of like uh you know just uh funnel its way into the the canon universe
1: it is and it's it there's it's it's a lot it's a lot to retcon it's a lot to it's a lot to get in there it's anyway, a lot to control this is by uh charles soul and jesus saez so yeah
2: like Getting that do out we actually <laughs> like the uh to- so uh, the it, overall story, like we haven't
3: even talked about the book. We haven't.
1: <laughs> it was, it was fine. I, I, I really like the way they start this off. There's a page that's just a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and then, bland. stars page. Star oh, Wars. cool! I'm like, reading Star Wars. Got like it. They, they, they give you that opening credits. There's even a crawl. Like it's. So they're
2: really creating this comic to feel like a movie.
1: Yeah, they're they're trying to give us that experience, that Star Wars experience, and it's great. Sure. Like it starts, it, it it's a splash page of Luke getting his hand cut off.
2: Yeah, they really they like they punch you right in, like you're yeah. you're buckled in, it's, you're good to go.
1: Yeah, it's it's right, it's right on the tails yeah. of Empire, and it this is kind of a, a flashback scene. It, it, the artwork is really well done.
2: Yeah, I, I I didn't read this one this week, but I'm looking. You guys flip through it. Uh, yeah, the art's great.
1: Yeah, it kind of starts with it, we're kind of in Luke's head. He's sitting in the bridge of the Millennium Falcon, kind of reliving the last the, the battle, few days. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of kind of blast through this as a thick book. No, <laughs> There's it's a lot totally, in here. And like, but yeah, it, it's kind of the, the the crew sort of arguing about what to do next. Um. Uh, because yeah, they don't have Han. They don't have Han. Lando's trying to kind of insert himself. As the Han surrogate, even though he just kind of betrayed everybody. Yeah, but but he does make a good point. He's like, "Look, I just—we've all lost something. I lost a whole planet. Like, I had a lot going on. Yeah, on Bespin, and that's gone. Also,
3: the rebels are in a fight that looks like they're not doing too hot.
1: Yeah, dude. There's so much laser fire in this fight. Yeah, there's. This is like. I this is kind of my main my main problem with this story is what what Shadows of the Empire gave us was like this two year period of being able to breathe, and this just goes bam. How about another giant freaking how about that, how about that thing fight? you
2: just watched again?
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So like the the whole Rebel Alliance is pinned down. Um, they're they're kind of pinned down between. A star and just an assload of uh, <laughs> imperial destroyers, and and they're they can't really jump because they're because there's a star there. They're they're stuck in the in the gravitational pull yeah. of the star. And there's a a shout out to the Dameron family. Yeah, Poe sure, Dameron's hey. dad. Okay, is looking out, and his wife's in an A wing. Like there's this whole gotcha thing going on like there's that whole family but there's just so much green laser fire
0: <laughs>
1: it's just the whole background is just yeah it's kind of absurd almost it's, it's bullet hell it's
2: it's a bit of a sensory overload. it's a
3: Star War
1: <laughs> it, is, it, is it, a, it certainly is, Star is a Star, Star War, War. <laughs> but anyway so the Millennium Falcon shows up uh yes, captained by Leia even though it's Chewie's ship like Chewie's kind of like is my ship. If anyone's the captain of this ship well, he, right now. He wants to let the
2: dogs play with their toys. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's fine. It's okay.
1: But yeah, so there's this uh there's this I guess she's a general, uh on the Empire side who's just like destroy that I, ship.
3: I have a feeling this builds up of a lot of other series that I haven't read or finished. So there's probably a lot <laughs> cool. of tie in characters.
1: Neat. But uh they send just this every TIE fighter they have towards the Millennium Falcon, it seems.
3: So it's literally
2: fire everything you've got. Yeah, at, at right now. Okay.
1: Just destroy this friggin' ship. So uh Leia runs to to man the guns. Um uh Lando's like, I guess I'm the captain of this ship now. <laughs> I am the captain now. Chewie doesn't seem too happy. <laughs> and then uh, even Luke's like, all right, I'll get on one of the guns, even though he only has one hand. And apparently, that's hard. The other thing too is he's been trying to <laughs> to he's talk not now. Yeah, he's trying to talk to Obi Wan through his 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 Force and Yoda and sure. Yoda, and neither of them are really responding. Uh, what jerks! <laughs> But like the last time we I hate heard, when I get ghosted, <laughs> yeah. The last the last thing we heard from from Ben was, "Look, if you fight Vader, you're on your own here." So I guess he meant it. Deuces.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess he
1: meant it. So uh, Luke's having a hard time with that. He's having a hard time getting his head in the game, and then all of a sudden, there's this great splash page of we see Luke's eyes close, and then all of the the Tie Fighters just stop working.
2: So he just force powered it up,
1: so, and Leia was like, "Well, uh, I'm gonna take advantage of this and just <laughs> blast them all out of the friggin' sky." It that part was pretty cool, but again, like all of this freaking gunfire, it's nuts. It seems like a it seems like a lot. Yeah, but maybe this is, is this kind of them like
2: escaping almost. So maybe that yes. kind of makes sense. So I guess. That yeah, they're sense. they're taking
1: out all the big guns. They're in this have.
3: huge fight right in the middle of everything yeah so i
2: guess i'm like yeah so they
1: they finally managed to they they took out all the guns on this on this destroyer that was pinning them down and the fleet manages to escape and uh this this lady's got a lot to answer for because uh (laughs) incoming call from vader incoming decline yeah it's like (laughs) i'm not here (laughs) if anyone asks i'm not here but she was like, yeah, I mean, we everything was fine until the friggin' Millennium Falcon showed up, and, you know, we tried to shoot... And she was like, the Millennium Falcon showed up with Princess Leia on board, I threw everything I had at it, and then just something happened, and Vader's like, from now on, um, that ship's off-limits. He's like, there's some people on there that, uh... That I like. Yeah. we want we're, we're gonna keep... try to protect. We're gonna... <laughs> not protect, but, like... Leave that ship alone. But like at the same time, like how can you do anything when that ship's around? Right. It's... As he
3: just has a invader just has a picture of Meling Falcon puts a little heart sticker on. <laughs> yeah. yeah right.
2: it's, uh, it's the, <laughs> don't he's...
3: touch that ship. It's uh, it's the Wolverine laying in <laughs> yeah, the right.
2: Petting the photos. It's <laughs> the right. picture of Luke and the Falcon.
1: That that ship showing up, even just showing up, that's his big beacon of hope. That's right. that's your rally. Yeah. Cry. Yeah, so
2: you don't I, really want that. I kind of like
3: up. that it's kind of setting the stage for no, like, very, very minimally setting the stage for Vader's turn in yeah. Jedi. Yeah. Because, like, there's a there's a small sliver of, like, that's my son now. Like, you know. Maybe, uh, I, maybe I don't want to kill him. Maybe I don't want yeah. But <laughs> right. I, I think it's interesting. Also, I, I kind of want to read on just to see the whole uh, Luke transformation, because Luke is so great in Jedi.
1: Yeah, and he's just so broody. In this, like he's broken.
3: Yeah, he's got daddy issues now.
1: Yeah, severe oh. daddy issues.
3: Yeah,
1: and um, so we we, we kind of cut to their rendezvous point, and they're again kind of arguing about what to do next. And Lando's like, you know, this might be the entire rebellion right here, just this handful of us, because there's right. like no communication, no one knows what's going on. Yep. And you know, it's not the best time. And then we we cut to <laughs> to Luke having a sad boy moment oh because well, every moment he's trying to get to, to yoda he's trying to get to ben no one's responding no
2: one's calling no, no one's calling him back on his force phone
1: yeah <laughs> everyone's just letting it go to voicemail he can only
3: get like plocoon who's dead <laughs> just so like... yeah
1: so the, the last page is just luke going what am i supposed to be just
2: oh uh, now that he's
1: yeah he's like
3: not whatever he was cuz he he
1: he can feel the kind of the pull towards the dark side. Yeah. And he's terrified of becoming that person. He
3: like shatters a window, right? Yeah, like he Which you think when space would be a bigger deal, but yeah, that's a, a, yeah, a big, like, people should be more breach, concerned
1: about man. that. Uh, <laughs> that's a big problem. Someone's
3: like, should we fix that? Yes, yeah, die in the back. Go. Like, I got it. I got it,
1: guys. It's fine. We're this fine might be
3: here. the resistance right here. Crack. So, or just a minor weapons malfunction, everything's <laughs> fine.
1: How are you? So, um,
2: yeah.
3: But yeah,
1: so, it, it, it's, I'm, I- it, Do you think you'll read on? I'll read on, okay. just because I like I, I I'd like to see where they're going with this. I
3: like I said I really like the uh the the way everything is in the beginning of Je- I love Return of the Jedi. Yeah, so I I want to see the transition.
1: Like I want to see how we get that Luke and and Shadows of the Empire. It kind of starts with that Luke already. Like I, so it kind of starts a year later. So
2: maybe this is filling in a void that you didn't have. Every time I guess. every maybe. time
3: I think about uh. Return of the Jedi Luke, I always think about how I made a reference to how Return of the Jedi Luke is like Act 5 Hamlet because I was in a Shakespeare club in high school and it's like Act 5 Hamlet is like, you know, he stopped pretending to be mad and he wants to to kill his uncle and he knows what he wants to do and he's finally like, you know, dead set on his plan and it's just kind of, they're just kind of both doing their thing. And he found his way. Everyone looked at me like I had five heads, <laughs> which is fine because I was in a Shakespeare club <laughs> talking about Star Wars.
1: Like, everything is in Star Wars, man. You <laughs> yeah, know but that Star right? Wars is everything. Yeah, no. Star exactly. Wars is a
3: combination of literally everything. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. it's a it's a cowboy samurai Shakespeare film. Where do space. you think Shakespeare
2: yeah. got as inspira- It's a long time ago, so clearly Shakespeare drew some inspiration
1: from this. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I was oh, shakespeare The ancient Jedi texts. Exactly which i'm convinced are actually the original extended universe books that's a reference to those books <laughs> yeah it's just a- the carilian trilogy
3: yeah there's a bunch of small things kind of like that yeah in that movie
1: pa- page turners they were not <laughs> 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 With well, are ancient texts, come on,
2: they can't, they're not be page turners.
1: Yeah, like I, I, I'm, I'm kind of. Uh, there's a lot of trepidation going into this story for me, just because it's this is what they're retconning. One of my favorite mm-hmm. extended universe stories for. Well, hopefully so. they can
2: do it justice for you. The next issue is just a straight
3: adaptation. The next issue was just comes in. the next
1: issue was just someone shooting Dash Rendar right in the head. <laughs> oh, that's how oh, I felt God. about it. <laughs> that, that's
3: like uh, how they did our sing dirty and solo. They just literally. Uh, that new character Woody Harrelson's character his backstory or like ba- or like barroom tale is that he killed Arisang and I'm like she's one of the best bounty hunters. I hate I hate everything. I just <laughs> I love her <laughs> so much. And she was killed in a sentence as someone's backstory. My dumbass Woody Harrelson. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right, Sean. What so do Star you
3: Wars. Okay, cool.
2: Uh, so my second book to this week is going to be Olympia. By Kurt and Tony Pyres, I believe, doing the writing. Or did the writing. Uh, who does the art? Alex Diauto. So this is a classic tale of a young boy wandering through the woods who finds his favorite comic book character crash-landed there. Classic. Neat. Yeah. So we're getting some backstory on the character a little bit, but basically, so he's talking to the guy's... Talking to the, he's basically like a like a Thor character. Like he's like a big he's big a time superhero. Straight up
3: Kirby creation. Yeah,
1: he's yeah he's the most. Jack- we were just talking about this last week. Of like, if you want to write a Thor story, yeah, just write a Thor story. This is like the most Jack something. Else. This is
2: like the biggest like homage to Jack Kirby. I think that might like this is just straight up. I want to direct Jack Kirby Thor. Like for my I wouldn't know. Childhood. I wouldn't say
1: where's Casey when you need her.
3: This is like the this is like the the biggest homage to kirby that that tells you it's an homage to kirby yeah as opposed to a bunch of all those homages to kirby that are like no it's not that's what there (laughs) is this is
2: an unapologetic uh yeah yeah yeah. this is (laughs) unapologetic yeah
3: who's that jack kirby guy (laughs) (laughs) that pink ball from smash brothers
1: yeah it's it's not my my denial (laughs) of uh David Lynch. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Uh so the kid is talking to the guy just trying to like jog his memory and and he's like, "Yeah, uh, this all happened in this comic." He's like, "It's like I don't want to offend you, but like it's it, it's all it's in this comic." And he holds up like the Olympia comic. And he's like, "Why would that offend me? Like don't uh, <laughs> um aren't all great warriors deeds chronicled like
3: course- <laughs> he straight <laughs> up loves it
2: yeah he loves it he's like and he just starts reading the comic He's like oh cool and so he's trying to like jog his own memory. He's like oh i remember this and then but he still has like a fuzzy spot
3: yeah the- so like his memory ends when the issue ends yeah so it's like okay so the kid's like i got an idea i'm going to the comic book store See if there's another issue
2: of Olympia that came out. So he goes to the store. Uh, there's a there's a
3: redneck reference.
2: Yeah, there's a redneck Shanghai re- Red. Yeah, they have like a nice view of like a um of the shelf with a bunch of comics that I guess shouting out, which is kinda cool that they did that. But um I like it. So he yeah. he goes and grabs the next issue of Olympia and he's flipping through it and you kind of see this story, him kind of fighting a very clearly Loki like character. <laughs> um I thought
1: we were just talking about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah.
2: Which is great, because that's exactly what this book is, and it's fantastic. yeah. So he's fighting the big action sequence, and again, it's super Kirby-esque type art. It's
1: great. This, well, this is very Last Action Hero.
3: Yeah. It's, also, it's great. Uh, it
1: really is. It's very simple, though. It's great, though.
3: Yeah, there's a part where it's like, you need to get into your cosmic armor, and he gets into the armor, and it's just straight up the Black Racer, because he gets skis.
2: Yeah, it's like the most of... It's just very... Yeah, like, again... It's unapologetically. But it's unapologetically so Kirby also, and so. it's great. <laughs> um, so at the end of this, he's like, there's like this device that controls all space and time, and at the end, instead of letting the villain get it, the our hero smashes it, and that's when he goes into the portal, and that's kind of like where he gets you know, we would assume it's like a multiverse thing, that's probably where he's getting thrust into our world. So he's like, Oh okay, is there another issue? And the guy's like, uh let me check. Nope. Publisher canceled it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. That's his whole existence. Yeah,
2: right. Um, and then the guy's like, uh, I need to, I kind of need to know. The kid's just like really insistent. I like, I need to know what happened. Like, I, like, without saying, like, I got the guy in the woods. Like, I got to know what's going on. He's like,
1: fanfic.
2: Right and then he's like okay what about the author and they, there's like this article about the author so he's learning figuring out the author but he and so eventually find kind of finds out where the author lives what's author's
3: name the author's name is Kirby Spiegelman stop yeah. it so it, you know <laughs> and you know he wrote Mouse also
1: oh I like it <laughs>
2: yeah and that's talking about like just other it's like a comics it's like a previews type of thing um, and then there's like little like um back um like little articles like what was your inspiration for the series i was really inspired by the early days stan and jack so it's like right in the book it's just saying
1: this is what this is yeah it's very it's aware of itself
2: yeah uh so he's like okay cool uh i figured out where he lives so he goes back to the woods he's like all right dope uh we can go figure it out we can just go talk to the guy who wrote all these comics and olympia's like uh you have my attention i just love how it just talks like thor it's great um he's like we're gonna go meet the creed. he's like all right sounds good sounds good kid let's do it um he's like what are we waiting for So it just hops on his back and they just he i can't tell if he's flying or just jumps but either way um they're they're going out and they're gonna go meet kirby spiegelman (laughs) and then you cut to the next page it's just this house cigarettes beer booze everywhere he's grabbing a gun and it's the it's kirby spiegelman just with a gun to his head says here goes nothing oh my god the issue ends He's just trying to get his persona out. (laughs) So I guess uh, whatever happened with the comic, he's, this guy's, he has an issue uh, that in black and white looks like he's like a draft of Olympia. So I don't know what happened with this, but yeah, hopefully they get there in time or that could be be difficult, but
1: this is a, just a classic Ugh, comics will break your heart kid
2: yeah that's kind of the end a, it's a it's like end chapter two in the back it says excelsior ancient new york proverb <laughs> 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 so it's yeah it's very no it very much knows what it is and i think that's part of its charm it's a little on the nose it's on the nose but it's it's fun yeah it's just like yeah what if what if you got to write a jack kirby comic and you got it Like, what, what would you do? And that's like kind of what this is. Yeah, or there's, or there's, if a Jack Kirby comic came to life.
1: This, this should be inspiration to anyone who wants to write comics. There's no, yeah. there's no stopping you. Like, or, if yeah. you want to write that book, write that book.
2: Like you said, we were just talking about this on last issue. Like, I want to write Punisher, but I don't write for Marvel. Okay. Make one up. Yeah. Like, do, who cares? Do you make your own. Yeah. If you
3: like Jack Kirby Thor, make one up
1: call
2: yeah.
3: Olympia and go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz you could do s- that. Cut down some trees and just start get a printing press. Like yeah, like
1: <laughs> well, like, I mean, especially
3: these <laughs> things things like they're image. So
1: <laughs> but like you still have to put in the work.
2: <laughs> but you're in an age where you could sell it to a small publisher and get a yeah, comic. You, you don't need to be
1: Get on Kickstarter.
2: Yeah, like you you could self-publish things a lot. It's a time where you can put content, self-created content's coming out. Every, obviously, yeah, everywhere. I mean uh,
1: that's what um, that's what Kevin Eastman's up to right now. Right, uh, drawing blood is 100 percent funded by Kickstarter. That's cool. So even like someone like him, like
2: you know, pretty well known. I mean, there's
1: also some problematic books out there that are sure. self funded. But, but like you, we're not gonna go down that road. Let's
2: make the good one, we'll talk about only about the good <laughs> ones. But then on the flip side, like there's a comic for everybody. If you just loved Jack Kirby, you can like just read a comic, like read a comic like this. Like it's a yeah. fun kid just it's great it's a fun it's worth throwing out like it was a smaller week but it's a it's a fun book i'm curious to see what happens because like clearly i'm hope i'm guessing he's just gonna find the magic of comics and everything's gonna be fine it's gonna be awesome
1: yeah this feels like berserker unbound
2: yeah no absolutely but like um yeah thor
1: but thor yeah
2: thor unbound (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'm really enjoying it like the it the art's cool it's definitely like the artist like he grew up dra- drawing Jack Kirby stuff. Like the color feels, it's very bright and colorful. Yeah. It's it's, it's cool. Well, but, like, all right. Yeah, it's just not a deep book so far. Like it's, I think it's a mini series, but like it's very, uh, it's a lot about the atmosphere and the art mm. and like because even when they're showing the comic that he's reading, there's like three words. It's all about like the action and the visuals.
1: Cause, yeah, it's very quick. Yeah, it's very a quick, quick read. Yeah. It's a. Uh... It's a waiting room read, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, it is, and it's like it doesn't mean it's a bad read, but like you know sometimes those books that are dense man they're they're tough to get there it's sometimes. Hard. yeah, like, yeah, almost like it's like too much, and this is definitely it's like that issue of Hawkeye that came out a few years ago that didn't have any words
1: right, and it was
2: it was one of the best issues they had
1: because like, there's like there's like a sliding scale there's there's that, yeah, and then there's um uh grand design
2: right, it's just too it's. Somewhere slide somewhere in the middle, please. Because I can't spend 40 minutes reading your comic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's too much. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's a good one. Image is still killing it, as always. I love it. Yeah. RJ. What else you got? What do we got next. Ah, uh, uh, G.I. Joe.
1: we got nice. G.I.
3: Joe number four by Paul Auer and Nico Walter, dude,
1: go, Joe. I really enjoyed this.
2: Yo, Joe. I did not read this, so regale me. I, I, I haven't, Joe.
1: I haven't read the first four issues. I remember you talking about the first issue, and I just jumped in on this. It was fun. Yeah, I mean, all you right. don't
3: necessarily need the other ones. You can kind of get what's going on. Yeah,
2: you can it's, figure your way through it. So right?
3: this, this issue is all about Major Blood, um, which is an awesome name.
1: Yeah, it's GI Joe, man. All it is is awesome names. <laughs> it's <laughs> true.
3: Um. So we learn that- b- because in this world they're kind of all um like all the Joes were like teachers or like doctors like civilians and um th- and before cobra took over uh major blood was a was a mercenary and um he was it kind of goes through a flashback where he was tasked with taking out this this guy um mr Broca who um the the person kind of asked... he's talking to like this um uh, I I think she's a uh, the state of chief I don't know <laughs> anyway she's somebody it's okay so she she asked him like why uh what Mister Broca did and um well Major Blood's like well, I think he was selling uh information about Cobra to Destro because as we know Destro is kind of like a like a, he's an arms dealer. And he's kind of like a neutral party um, hmm. with, with uh, his corporation, Mars. And um, so Cobra had uh, Major Blood take uh, Mr. Broca out, who's probably selling Cobra secrets. And um, then it goes to Current Day, and uh, they're talking about... Uh, it's uh, Major Blood and um, the chief of staff and the baroness, and they're talking about the failure of the, the bridge from last issue uh that the the Joes stopped a a convoy covert cover convoy um and baroness is like we just need to to take him out and like you know use do a military uh excursion and just you know wipe wipe out the the resistance and major blood is like that's that is a lot that is excessive i um. <laughs> i i like
1: how um who is it that says you think you think every, uh, a military action is the answer to everything. And she's like, and you think everything can be solved with a rubber stamp and a signature. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and then uh, Major Blood's like, there are ways to crush a resistance without turning the entire population against you. Because if you're like, you're just going to murder everyone, they're not going to respect your... Yeah, your people aren't and-
1: going to fall in line with your whole fascist yeah. regime if all you do is kill everyone.
2: Well, eventually they will, because there's not going to be anyone left. Right. So maybe that's the, pl- maybe the end game here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but then there's then there's no one then you left don't have to a rule. King, yeah, then yeah. you don't
3: have a kingdom anymore. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, Major Blood also talks about how like uh, the guy that he murdered in the flashback uh, kind of looked up to Cobra Commander and thought he, you know, um, was was doing really well until he kind of like learned how much of a monster he is, and it just <laughs> broke him. Um, hmm. And Major Blood uh, is with Cobra Commander because he's not an idealist um he just he just wants power for power's sake and uh classic bad guy stuff yeah
1: yeah dude Cobra commander is yeah. one of my favorite adversarial characters just classic mean, he's yeah, such a great it's bad that, guy
3: just just that triumvirate with uh mumra and Skeletor. they're, they're
1: just <laughs> yeah. they're
3: so great cuz their designs are or wicked and
1: right he's got a cool outfit yeah but he's like he's like somewhere between like hitler and skeletor because like he he's got he's got like the comedic bad guy-ness of skeletor but he's also like a fascist dictator
3: yeah but i also love when it's just like their their plan to (laughs) to defeat the joes is a rock band cold slither like <laughs> oh. he's like he's like an evil dictator that's like plan is like you know i'm gonna open a restaurant and it's but, gonna be
1: evil but the, that's that's where the skeletor comes yeah in. you know like yeah. it's,
2: it's it's just comical
1: and, and and he also he has the same problem that skeletor has usually where <laughs> he he would be successful had he not surrounded himself with imbeciles
2: <laughs> i've always
1: <laughs> noticed like how does this that seems to
2: be the number one Achilles heel with these types of villains is they have a terrible HR department. They right. can't hire anybody. Yeah. These dudes are terrible.
3: Just get one competent dude, and like they just they win. No one, they, <laughs> right. they, they, got, they got no shot. <laughs> Zaymut and Tomax are fine. They're just putting them in the cards in the Crimson Garden. <laughs> but
1: I mean, like, uh, d- d- it's just like- <laughs> this this version of this of this seems uh, the the Cobras kind of have. Well, it's interesting, right? Some because, competency, like this major blood guy, is pretty competent.
3: Yeah, well, it's interesting, right? Because this issue is kind of like they, uh, major blood assumes that Cobra Commander wants power, and he kind of, I mean, he he successfully took over most of the world, right? But there's a there's kind of like a veil that, or like I don't know, the um, major blood kind of assumes that he doesn't want to be. A monster. He wants like political power, but he doesn't want to just murder anyone, like everyone in the street. Yeah, it's, you're it's,
1: not just evil for evil so. yeah is
3: Major Blood. A cobra? Is he on Cobra side or is he on the joe's side? He's on the Cobra side. He's on the Cobra side. Okay, I yeah. just want to make sure. Um, I know
2: his name's Major Blood. That should have a freaking
3: giveaway. But
2: <laughs> it's
1: B
3: L U D D. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's awesome. It's great. I love the demon convention. I really is hope to
3: get. Uh, is that uh, him up on the? The, yeah, he's good, the, the, the guy mustache. with the scar on his face. I he really hope e- we get Zayma. All yeah, right, oh, never mind. He looks evil so. as <laughs> hell. I really hope we get Zayma and Tomax because their names are each other's names flipped. Oh, right, And they right. feel each other's pain. Earlier, I got They're, a-
0: It's terrible. <laughs> <They're> terri- <laughs> terrible. terrible idea.
2: Earlier, I got an email at work from Aculard Dracula. Oh. So.
0: Yeah. yeah it's just I, w- I
2: was just like, why? Who's
3: going to click on this? And yeah, where did this come
2: yeah. from? But I was like, you know what?
3: good on them Alicard has been like a staple name now i just in, yeah and then like they just du- things. and then they just doubled down by
2: making the last name dracula i was like cool i get to just see it right there it's, yeah. it's nice is that
1: of the transylvanian dracula
2: <laughs> i i should have replied
1: <laughs> are you related to the transylvanian line of dracula i heard he was dope <laughs> So, all right, I'll
3: probably start talking about the issue. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's uh, It's
2: GI Joe. It's Major Blood. He's so killing people, right? Blood is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know.
3: Blood is like, um, was it tracking down the, the Joes, and he's finding information about the the new one, the the main character Tiger, and uh, so he goes to the store.
1: Dude, this was this was messed
3: up. Yeah. He goes to the, he goes to the store and he's like interrogating the the clerks, and they're kind of, you know telling him that like you know you used to shop around but they're kind of being vague and he he's not buying it so he's like all right well what doctor mindbender solve your <laughs> your, hesitance. your memory problem. Yeah, your memory uh-huh. problem
1: and then and then the it's it's clearly a mom and pop shop so the, the wife is just like no I'll, I'll tell you whatever you need to know and then the, the the husband's like no they're still going to torture me like shut up yeah, yeah. and and then, so she tells him what they want to know and he's like hmm all right well we're just going to double check And have Dr. Mindbender uh, do his thing anyway.
2: Is Doctor Mindbender a person or is just a crowbar?
1: Oh no,
3: he's a he's a person. Okay, this is GI Joe. It's not. Okay, <laughs> it's not <Right>. Jason Todd. <laughs> it, this is GI Joe. If Again
1: a, with the Jason. Todd.
2: <laughs> it's GI Joe. If there's an insane name, there's a person attached to it. It's just not like what he calls like the thing he beats people with. Right. Okay, yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you,
3: <laughs> Doctor Mindbender. <laughs> well, it just makes
2: a change of mind, like just by beating them. You know. I, it's dumb, but it's classic
1: bad guy stuff. There's this great little human element too, <laughs> where we go back to to Blood's apartment and he has a dog.
3: Yeah. That's... Well, th- this whole issue is like, I mean, he... I, it's all this whole issue is about him, but yeah. it, the dog. issue really makes him interesting. Right. Of, He's huh? not
1: just um a bad guy. <laughs>
3: yeah. All right.
2: Well, we're gonna stop here because um, what kind of dog? That's... It looks like some kind of mix. Yeah. All right not a classic bad guy dog i feel like it's like a tiny <laughs> Her little name is Sheila, though. has a tiny little foofy dog it would be so good i always <laughs> love seeing like total tangent about the dog here i love seeing like just like huge manly just burly dudes with like chihuahuas it's the funniest thing in the world to me yeah and they're just like like and they're like in coats and stuff ah oh, cracks me up man just like these huge dudes just have like these tiny little toy dogs, and they treat them like princesses well, it's like, also a, I love it so much. Well, it's <laughs> also a really
3: good visual uh visual storytelling thing that you don't need to you know add anymore to because you know if they have a dog, you kind of just kind of know about that person Well, in it's like yes, it's yeah. like it's like they're they're a monster, but they're not a you know they won't hurt animals. Or they're, right. They're, yeah, they're,
1: he cares about his dog. He's
2: only yeah, going to exactly. kill people for power. He's not necessarily an evil person. He just does evil things, right? Sure.
3: But like, like I said, it's like a nice, <laughs> it's nice, like a nice visual cue that you don't need to add it. You don't need to like. Add That's a true. Sentence yeah. About That's it. That's a good point. Unless you're bad at writing.
1: <laughs> I mean, he does. He like interacts with the dog. Like he. Oh no, yeah, but like her. you
3: said, you don't have to like talk about.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like going down. Yeah. Just. I'm a dog guy, so I had to ask about the dog. Obviously. So
3: Major Blood is like kind of doing a, like a mental narration where he's talking about, um, he, I guess he's a veteran, and he fought in a war where the, the enemy was supplied with uh, Destro weapons, and um, there's this kind of great. like because we, there's this kind of conflict, um, builds up, uh, with Major Blood not liking Destro, um, which leads to the the next part where he's going into what he assumes is a Joe base under in the sewer system and it turns out it's a cobra base he
1: was he was looking for for power surges he's like if you follow the power you can you can find wherever they're they're hiding yeah and i also like how the the dog is kind of a reason for him to say his plan out loud yeah talking to the dog and uh we we get this really great shot that you pointed out rj that's such an homage to the third man it looks like it's it's of him walking through that tunnel. Through the third man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like you could lay those two on top of each other. Yeah. And yeah.
3: I mean that movie is just crazy good. It's awesome. And that it just plays my mind every time there's like a shot like that. Yeah. That um,
1: that, that guitar theme Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. Uh so yeah, so he's he thinks he's tracking this this Joe bass, and it turns out it's a it's a Cobra bass, with lo and behold, Cobra using Destro Tech to make weapons or yeah. what he thinks is weapons and uh dr mindbender's down there talking to destro so uh blood had no idea this was there and uh he's t- and then these vipers come and attack him and he, he just he's just taking them out while he's talking about how he's getting old and <laughs> that's awesome
1: <laughs> there's a lot of really great action in here of oh, just him just Turning dudes' heads around. Yeah, he's just messing them up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and well, then they twice. and
3: then they send a picture of the destruction to the uh, the chief of state, and it's like, oh, nothing a stamp and a signature can't fix.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think he also does the classic thing of knocking a dude out and then like taking his glove off and using his hand to open a door. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, classic th- bad guy stuff. Classic.
3: And then we cut to uh, Doctor Mindbender having a video conference about the break in to the chief of state and Baroness, and um they he lies to them and says it was uh the Joes and um oh, snap. that they can't and then they talk about uh major blood and how they can't let major blood know about it because they're working with Destro and that how they like kind of view him as a tool and they're like we need to make sure he's you know we we don't uh we don't waste him mm-hmm. and um then the video conference goes off and Major Blood is in Mindbender's place. Oh snap. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, How come you don't you don't care that you know I was I was here and uh there's a lot in this comic. Yeah, yeah it dude, It's
1: it's deep for G.I. Joe. That's
2: crazy, dude. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. And
3: then I guess Mindbender kind of just he just doesn't doesn't care. He's like, again classic bad guy stuff yeah, yeah. And he's like enough with this cloying banter and he's like but that's our entire dynamic <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so yeah so he's like uh why are we using destro uh to make to make weapons and he's like this isn't a weapons factory it's a think tank and a research lab and then we get maybe my favorite part of the whole issue is we get a weather dominator mic drop ne- like reference which i've just been waiting for, for all four <laughs> issues because the weather dominator is great and i have its action figure and it's dumb and it just, I, love, I love how dumb it is because it's, it's called the weather dominator <laughs> again that's a person no what <laughs> weather <laughs> dominator is a thing it dominates weather oh i just assumed it was a person that no.
2: dominated
1: weather well i mean we did kind of
2: you kind of led me to believe that that yeah but yeah. i was I, the whole time you're talking about the weather dominator i'm like yeah, was, imagining this person and, i was playing the and whatever game. his costume would be
1: <laughs> i i i love the way gi joe kind of came in to existence where they made toys and then they were like wait shit how do we sell these toys we need a comic book so they gave the toys to a comic book writer and he wrote a comic and they were like well i don't know if the comic's gonna sell it alone we need a cartoon and then they gave the comics to a cartoon studio yeah which made it's just like it's just bonkers it's no one person's idea wait did the larry Hama
3: stuff come first Mm -hmm. oh man it's also just great because larry hama has been writing it for since like the 80s and he he's like that, that's that the marvel stuff is like insane yes yeah. it's, it's crazy yeah huh interesting <laughs> I didn't yeah really... there's a
1: whole episode of uh the toys that made us about it uh, oh gotcha okay, okay. cool yeah.
3: yeah i i just love how singular the, the comic vision is because it's all larry hama for the. and i mean until now yeah uh just that that stuff is is crazy and it's such a weird thing I love this to think about.
1: But it's, it's, it's funny because we, we talked, again, we talked about this last week, about how there was a while there where it was just studios pushing plastic. Like, we're just selling toys and selling comics. Yeah. It wasn't really storytelling. And now it's in the hands of fans. But when you take something like G.I. Joe, which was about selling toys, about selling comics, and you give that to a fan, and you let the fan do real storytelling with it it kind of takes on this new life
2: yeah it's 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 odd it feels like almost it's not quite i don't know all these idw like power ranger all of it feels that way it's like well, this is not what I re- Like, this is not what I was given to the first going, time. <laughs>
3: going through uh, turtles and just seeing the characters that they pull, yeah, from like action figures and stuff, and then using them in a completely serious manner. Yeah, and and yeah. Go-
1: Ghostbusters has been doing that. Uh, has done that a lot too. Like there was, uh, th- they they pull things from the toy line that that make me laugh out loud. Like there is there was a point where they were trying to sell this whole idea of. You could take a class on becoming a Ghostbuster. It was like <laughs> Ghostbusters 101, <laughs> and they were giving um, c- civilians the chance to learn oh, the equipment. Gr- and they had great. like this nerfed version of a proton pack. And I took a close look at that proton pack. It was the Kenner proton pack. Oh, that's great! It was the toy version. Well, he Man does that pretty great. He
3: Man does that too, where uh, like uh. Characters that only existed as action figures are like huge players, and yeah. they're the most ridiculous. Like the Snake guy is, there's like a there's like a god, and it's like uh, Commander Hiss, and he <laughs> just speaks in like S's. And,
1: and like th- there was a point in Ghostbusters where they they run into a future version of themselves, and it's Egon and Ray, and they're dressed like this one alternate toy line version of themselves. <laughs> it's like oh my god, it's so great. I it's know. It's in the hands of fans, and yeah. it's—I love it.
3: That's really IDW's. I mean, that's IDW's bread and butter now at this point. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Is—is is buy a franchise, give it to the world's biggest fan of that franchise, and let them just go nuts, play in the sand. Yeah, yeah. And it
2: seems to be. It seems to be working very well for a lot of their properties if not all of them
3: and they just have this kind of initial barrier where it's like once you get over the fact that it's based on something that if you're not, i mean if like if you're not a fan there's just this kind of initial barrier of getting past the fact that you know it's this, is a this ridiculous property but then you realize you know <laughs> that it's comp- not only completely respectful but really good storytelling yeah yeah so
2: it's just weird to think about that like with Things that you just remember for just being toys, yeah, yeah, it's just an odd thing
1: but it's 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 such a fun flip where you take something that was just originally disposable, essentially yeah, yeah and and you you breathe new life into it by giving it to someone who really cares deeply about the franchise
2: yeah it and I, it's it's cool, yeah, and I guess i d w has made a whole business model out of it at this point, yeah, which is fantastic for them. And I guess the fans of said properties,
1: it all works. Yeah. That's
2: all, which is crazy. <laughs>
3: uh, I get, so,
1: yeah, sorry, uh, we're tangent no, here. No,
3: yeah. Uh, so, Mindbender is telling Blood that it's not uh, a we- it's like it's not a weapons facility. It's a research lab. It's like everything from workforce development to gravity trains to ridiculous boondangled in the Weather Dominator, <laughs> designed to heal the environment. Um, so. This is where he learns that, uh, it was, uh, yeah, Mindbender says, well, I'm saying that uh, the commander has already conquered the world, but now he's trying to save it. So I think this kind of pivots blood to a point where, oh, Cobra is just crazy. Hmm. Um, and uh, maybe he is like, there's this part where um he ends up calling Cobra Commander an idealist now, which he he said he wasn't, and that that's why he liked him. But now he's saying he's idealist, and that uh you know he's Cobra Commander's dangerous. So then it cuts to uh, Major Blood at home, and he's uh he's just thinking, kind of <laughs> kind of having a bit of a crisis. He's like everyone uh. But uh now now I want to destroy everyone, everyone who wronged me and everyone who didn't, everyone who conspired to take away my control, and everyone who stood idly by g. i. Joe and Destro, Mindbender and Baroness, Laura Damon, and Cobra Commander. I know he's untouchable, but i'm I'm willing to abandon control unless I'm willing to destroy myself, and I'm not ready for that yet, not yet, but give me time. so kind of puts major Bled in this in this position of this book, where maybe his loyalties aren't as. Uh, steadfast as we thought,
2: yeah. So issue five, Major Blood kills the GI Joe universe. Is that is that what's happening? I, lo- I
1: love how like we haven't seen any of the Joes really, uh, ha- have we? In the last three issues,
3: the third I- last issue was all of them um taking down that convoy and helping the town get resources. Uh, oh right, okay. Um, so
1: yeah, I can't th- I can't wait to see what the Joes are like in this universe.
3: Yeah, it, they're great. I, I really like... Scarlet is my favorite. Nice. By far. She's huh. such a badass. It's interesting. Well, the second issue is actually all like a training thing uh, with Tiger. Oh, cool. Um, so I, I, recommend, I recommend the other ones. Uh, yeah, I got
1: to get caught up on this because I'm enjoying the hell out of it.
3: Although I kind of... I enjoy... Like, so I like that now Major Blood is kind of this like this neutral force that we don't really know where he's going to go. He's kind of just abiding his time, and it it really reminds me of Phasma from Star Wars, which is great nice. because if you read Phasma's novel, she's just kind of with the First Order because they let her kill things, <laughs> and um, she really hates some of the higher ups, and she's just kind of like, it feels like she could leave at any moment. So, I, I like seems that. to be where he's at now. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting, and I. I look forward to where it goes, especially with uh, the fact that he's such an interesting character now.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
3: But and I also... am learning a lot. I'm also really excited <laughs> to just see Baroness mess shit up, because she's the best.
1: Right. <laughs>
3: I want to see Zartan, the master disguise, and I want to see Zaymut and Tomax, and I want to see bats. And I want to see, I don't want to see all the ridiculous stuff.
1: Yeah. G.I. Joe's a fun sandbox, man. There's some wild shit in there. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like uh, Venture Brothers has done a good job at kind of uh, pointing at the whole G.I. Joe verse for what it is for being absurd and it's it's so fun <laughs> yeah like the 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 leader of the gi joes is basically just hunter thompson <laughs> right <laughs> I, I always love that
3: i love venture brothers just homage but everything.
1: there's this this one line where uh hunter gathers goes man things have really gone to hell in a handbasket since they 86 the dress code because <laughs> <laughs> like everyone has their own silly uniform
3: the, that just reminds me of like the chuckles story because there's a uh, in the in the books before this, there was this amazing story with Chuckles, and he was a double... He, like, infiltrated Cobra for a long time, and it's a really depressing story, and it's really good, <laughs> and it's really intense, and um, that's the one where Cobra Commander ends up getting murked at the end. Someone just shoots him in the head, and there's a big fallout in Civil War for who's going to take over Cobra. Whoa. Yeah. Hmm. Ah. Well, all right. Brings me back. Good times. <laughs> also, I just love the, the back of this issue, because it's just- it's Obey just, Cobra. It just says Obey Cobra. Nice.
1: I like it. Some yeah, shepherd good, fairy action. That's
3: a
2: good black back page. Yeah.
1: All right. All right. So let's move on to Marauders. Ooh. Talk about a fun sandbox to play in. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh, we open with- there, There's- I wrote it. All oh, right. Good lord. Right. Uh, this is Jerry Duggan and Matteo Lolly. Let's do this. Let's do it. So we opened there's there's some stuff going on in the in the An- in Antarctica. Um there's wildfires. Wildfires in Antarctica. Yeah, it seems not. Welcome to 2020 everybody. Pyro, what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> so uh we 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 cut to uh this submarine with Iceman and uh Christian Frost. And Ice Man's just like all right fine boop problem solved <laughs> just yeah ice yeah, he was... ice manned it away
2: and he's just chilling on this boat with christian frost in a robe
1: yeah he's like you want to see what an omega level mutant can really do oh wait i just realized he's uh bobby's wearing a robe his robe he's wearing christian frost's robe come on come on oh boy come
2: on <laughs> Come on. Dude, just everyone's so they just lend them some clothes very very heavy bci here very heavy booty qualifications, guys because come on dude the mutants are just they're vibing on each other hard
1: they're all fucking that's Ab- just
2: absolutely and these two are no exception <laughs> <laughs> you know what good for them
1: yeah dude uh mutant on mutant action it's uh it is a real thing it's everywhere. <laughs> um yeah uh, that's pretty much what happens here yeah because yeah. it, it, there's, this, there's this great point where um bobby's like yawn i could sleep the rest of the way home and christian's like that sounds boring come on man yeah so they, they they're on their way back to krakow this submarine is it's awesome posh it's
2: so cool well yeah he's a frost yeah fair point yeah, that's a I fair mean, point
1: it's it's old but money like,
2: it's so spacious but then there's just like super classy things there's just a uh, scattered about like a, there's like a like a whole kitchen area oh uh, nice yes piano. my
3: submarine piano <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> right
2: for when he's into entertaining guests
1: which he clearly is
3: it's, exactly um, i love to listen to bach when i'm submerged
1: there's this great <laughs> moment too where he says um is that is why you and storm are all over kitty like the secret bloody service isn't it and uh bobby goes call her kate
2: which i was like okay that's one dollar one and it's for dollar Christian. in the jar. For it's Christ- he's got it. He, yeah, you know. yeah. He's
1: clearly got plenty of money. He's got he's got submarine grand piano. Money. It's cool
2: seeing that. Like you know, after after the declaration, I feel like that's one of the first major times we see someone like who wasn't there or isn't necessarily respecting her, and someone on her team is like, "Nah, dude, name's Kate now." Like, stop. Yeah. And, yeah, and like cool.
1: and like they're they're clearly um, boning, but there's there's also like. uh <laughs> like like bobby kind of cuts them down to size too like you know yeah like don't talk about my friend that way they're like, not you're, together you're still kind of an asshole yeah like,
2: right yeah like we we definitely just fucked but like we're not like together so <laughs> stop being a dickhole about it <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh god isn't it fun that we've lifted the embargo here? yeah
3: god it feels so good <laughs> didn't think marauders was gonna be the book yeah marauders <laughs> is the one that brings it out i love it
1: <laughs> uh, Casey doesn't know what she's missing you guys. Money yeah. shots
3: it's, its all downhill.
1: From oh God, here. I don't want to. Uh, wanna... well, I could
2: just say the jokes in money shot now, which is great.
1: <laughs> all right. All anyway, right. moving so, on. We're talking about Marauders. So we we cut to uh, Hellfire Bay. There's a there's a whole meeting going on about how they're just Kate, taking over Kate, the black Kate, market. Kate's still wearing that
2: dope outfit. I love I freaking Kate's love outfit. it. Yeah, I love how like it seems like the sole mission of the Hellfire Club now is to piss off Sebastian Shaw.
1: Yeah, because he's like he's clearly trying to give his son like something. Yeah, yeah. And Kate's like, well, it looks like there's we should put this to a vote. And, and her they, and Emma are like, nope, nope. Uh,
3: <laughs> well, you guys missed it. Shaw, Shaw goes, you guys should. It's like we're, we've got this handled you should go over here and take care of this and that's women's work oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah he dun- yeah, yeah. and then they just dunk on him like yeah. he could have
1: he could have easily manipulated them into voting for him if but- he because say just he's just,
3: that. A, he's just he- a sexist piss bag <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah if he
1: wasn't a total a-hole so i
2: haven't it. read a ton of stuff with shaw but man he is a very unlikable
1: guy yeah um there's a reason a- emma murdered him also, <laughs> fair, uh, fair enough. <laughs> it, it's it's funny too because because uh shaw storms off and then it cuts to um it's shinobi right yes and he's like, God, I thought I drove my mm-hmm. father nuts. Like, I love the the power dynamic of Kate and Emma.
3: Well, I love that also it's just like, this is why Emma bartered for a third seat. Yeah. So just whatever Shaw wants to do gets denied consistently. Yeah. Makes me <laughs> so happy.
1: Yeah. And uh, Kate's got some sweet digs, man.
3: Yeah, this is her... I love... Is this on Krakoa? Yeah, it's very okay. nautical themed. I like. I love it. her yeah. outfit still so much. The I can't outfit's get over it. so
1: good. Yeah. I like how
2: she just has a barrel of swords uh, yeah. in the Kr-
1: corner. That's her barrel of swords. Krakoa's kind of like, um, kind of like a big fancy beach house where like every room has a completely different interior <laughs> decorating. It's like, it's like theme. Disney World.
2: Each hotel is a different theme. And like, yeah, so everyone could just have their own themed house. And
1: she's just the Pirates of the Caribbean ride.
2: Yeah. I like how like her roof is like, she's just, it's all glass and it's like filled in (laughs) with vines. It's a really cool thing. It's awesome.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. But yeah, so... um...
3: Emma uh, teaches kate uh K- kirkohan K- yeah had, like
1: which is she's like, like oh she's like
3: oh right i forgot
2: and then just takes care of it yeah like which is okay good for kate now she knows Cohen and can hear apocalypse say
1: his name <laughs> i like it. okay it's like the th is a trip like <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah also she's uh they're drinking uh champagne and she's like here's to women's work <laughs> oh yeah. yeah so they're having a conversation like
2: oh, something okay. bothering kate basically she's like
1: She's like, well, the gates don't work for me. What if nothing yeah, she's kind of, What if this resurrection protocol doesn't work? Yeah,
3: she's expressing concern. And, and,
1: and uh, Christian and Bobby had that conversation on the on the submarine, too. That was part of their, their heart-to-heart. He's like, so, w- w- when I said, like, that's why you've been surrounding her, like, the Secret Service, it, it's the reason Bobby and Storm are on board with all this is they're afraid for Kate's life. Yeah. Because they don't know if the resurrection protocol is going to work.
3: And she's off being a pirate.
1: Yeah, and she's just a drunk, swashbuckling <laughs> maniac. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it's great. Yeah, then she kind of talks, I don't know if you guys just mentioned, like, if we, uh like, she kind of talks about, like, you know, they're having a nice moment. She's like, what if I, what if I would have picked you all those years ago? Which is kind of nice. Oh, so yeah.
3: Emma's Emma responds to, like, you know, Kate being afraid to die by going, you know, I'm also afraid to die. I know it's a small comfort, and then, uh she hugs her and she's like i don't know which nose i'd return with <laughs> oh yeah, <he's laughs> yeah maybe my favorite emma line since doc started <laughs> i just love that they're like oh we am gonna meet someone
2: downstairs so like emma leaves and then kate just phases through the floor to go down i'm like that That's is great. awesome
1: because she's like we need to we need to meet the the new mutants you just picked up we must do something about their dreadful human clothes." <laughs> And then Face Tattoo comes running in. uh,
0: Face Tattoo.
1: (laughs) Pyro. So I got a stress call. The Upstart is in a huge fight in Madripoor Bay. And Kate's like, that sounds horrible. And (laughs) and Emma's like, indeed, Shinobi named his boat the Upstart. (laughs) So they run into action. Um, Big time action. Clearly, it's Trap. Because Shaw's like good
0: <laughs> yeah
1: yes <laughs> yeah <he's laughs> again wringing his hands classic
2: bad guy stuff <laughs> yeah it seems like it seems like an upstart that like got kind of like an anti-mutant fever here so they're like attacking the boat you're not quite sure why or how but like someone's incited them to kind of attack
1: and it's madripoor which is what was usually a uh, super friendly to mutants yeah, which uh, is that's
2: why they're like really concerned about what's going on here
1: yeah, yeah, so so we get uh, Bishop and Storm on the scene and they show up and uh, Shinobi and a bunch of mutants are just kind of trapped on their boat and, and Shinobi's like, how did you ha- handle their power dampening gear? And they're like, wait, uh, power crap. dampening yeah. gear? And they're like, you know when you said this seemed like a trap? It's definitely a trap, guys. So they dampen their powers and Storm's just like, I'm going to stick a fucking Dude, knife in your she eye. She has
2: such a... She's either like, yeah, I took your powers. And she's like, you cannot take my power and just... Oh, like, oh, so you think I am moment.
3: powerless? And she just... I, I love it so much because I, I miss this part of Storm.
1: Yeah.
2: And the bishop just has a gun still, so like they yeah. didn't think
3: that one
1: through. And then Storm's like, I'm going to need that knife back. It's a what, what? What is bishop's power?
3: Uh, he is like Shaw. He can absorb things and blast them back
1: cool thank you it's a i rub i'm rubber your glue kind of a thing
3: got it except words they hurt I, well yeah forever
1: <laughs> so then we find out that this whole thing is the work of those little brats that used to call themselves the Hellfire Club. Yeah, from Jason
3: Aaron's Wolverine and the those X-Men. Little, yeah, so like I don't know much bastards. about
1: I don't know much about these people, but they
2: seem to be little little shits.
1: One of them is a descendant of Frankenstein. Interesting. Maximilian Frankenstein. Okay. So yeah. They're the worst. We get they their seem whole power breakdown. Way. Yeah. Yeah. They're their own kind of little They don't call themselves a Hellfire Club anymore. Like, they call themselves I don't even uh hominous verendi Verendi?
2: yeah so i guess that's their thing now i don't know what that means it probably means something fancy yeah i don't know but yeah then we get a cool use of kate's power
1: yeah so so kate phases her boat through another boat which i thought was really cool which is pretty rad (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: oh yeah i love that part was dope yeah and (sighs) then Hate monger shows up.
1: They get they get boarded by. Yeah,
2: who's this other guy? Like who are these I don't know who these people are. I was like, okay, I guess, they, but they're,
3: they're they're like human supremacists.
1: Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, they're they're point. racist buttholes.
2: Yeah. Like, obviously, the one clearly like kk Like who's, They're working
1: for these dumb yeah little kids.
2: It who, was a it was a fun issue though. Yeah.
1: That's where it ends. Good they get boarded. The book. I'm really loving Marauders. I love Captain Kate. Cap- Captain Kate is a great character. I thought yeah. this
3: issue had amazing uh, moments for almost all the characters. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's so, a very
0: well-rounded
2: affair.
3: Just, <laughs> it's been so long since I've had a Emma book. Yeah, you so. finally,
1: you finally got the Emma we were promised in this, <laughs> in this run.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, I. Makes me happy. <laughs>
1: so I'm that's uh fan. that's top picks. Um we didn't really get anything from Casey top picks wise. She th- just said we had to cover Thor and Hawkeye. Her, her so. These were her was, top picks.
3: Her top pick was Thor, Thor, and Thonk. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> there it is. That is, is correct. <laughs> so yeah, I believe these uh
2: were by far her her two favorite books. Yeah. Uh, she's like, I don't if we do this as top story, like I don't know what to
1: pick. She did say that if we didn't cover Thor and Hawkeye, she quits. So uh goodbye everybody. <laughs> Nah, just kidding. We're just
3: going to dunk on Thor the whole
1: time. <laughs> what a terrible character. Yeah, cut your hair, you hippie. Well, hang on. We don't want to me- we don't want to Don't start with Hawkeye so we can let
2: Thor. Thor's a bit Sure.
1: I was, I was about dense. to say I don't I don't want to say too many mean things about Thor because it is Donny Gates.
3: And, uh, and he he, we, as we I know, didn't say of his the show book, I just said the characters.
1: Formidable foe, Donny Cates. Friend of the show, Donny <laughs> His character
3: was dumb until Donny Cates. I <laughs> made it better.
1: Sorry, Jason, Aaron. <laughs> well. Nah. Anyway, so let's talk about Hawkeye. Let's talk about Hawkeye. Freefall number one. Matt Rosen. Well, we already
2: covered that part. So, this is a this is a pretty snarky Hawkeye.
1: It is. I, I, I'm not usually a fan of Hawkeye, and I actually really like this.
2: I, I liked it too. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, a lot of a lot of this is Hawkeye kind of internal monologuing, um, about how he's like going to be a hero, like, uh, and like the first two pages is him just talking about the uh, the hood just being dumb. Yeah, he gets to fight the hood and why he does dumb things.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, the hood is kind of a dumb villain.
2: Yeah, um, so kind of he's doing his street level stuff. Um, so it kind of opens up with there like. Again, this is one of those um you're gonna have to read it. There's a lot of words here, and there's I don't, a lot of
1: words. there's also an awful lot of art yeah <laughs> which yeah, is really good the art is
2: so good so all of this is like it's very yeah it's like the the word is great, like the hawkeye is i'm loving the sass in him Because uh, even like 'cause they're going, and then he eventually breaks up this deal that the the hood is doing, and then basically like is um the his his cronies like it's hawkeye we have to get out it's, it's an he can have another avenger he's an avenger mm-hmm. and then the hood of running away is like barely <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: but he makes short work of these guys
2: yeah he eventually gets does make short work and they get all arrested and this is um and the cops show up and the cops show up and then they're kind of uh basically hawkeye goes to the courthouse to see them get sentenced because he's like you know i don't normally do this but i want to see that piece of crap get sentenced and i have, I'll have to shout this out because this is casey's uh this this is this book spoke to casey on a few moments and this is definitely one of them is just talking about this guy who just um if he had 50 grand he wouldn't have taken the gig to work with the hood like he doesn't have all this money to make bail and basically like uh, the overtone with hawkeye's like now i don't remember now I remember why I don't come to them this part. Sometimes it seems like this system was built to punish people for being poor, yeah, <laughs> and it's kind of like got definitely a very uh you know social justice Hawkeye is like trying to get you know trying to get the hood like to get what he deserves for like making all these people and you know. the, the hood got out of this, yeah, like Scott with, Free.
1: with an apology from the mayor, yeah, like
2: so like I don't know how that worked out,
1: right, and that really he's pissed
2: yeah cool because he's the strong villain he has
1: fifty thousand to make bail or yeah because he seems bribe to be whoever doing to well bribe. for
2: himself it seems in yeah. this universe the hood seems to be doing pretty well so as hawkeye leaves he runs into the hood into uh who's just sitting in a limousine outside yeah um he's
1: like look if i wanted to kill you i wouldn't do it on the courthouse steps." Yeah,
2: so it's like just get in just stop being a stop being a
1: dumbass
2: <laughs> um and again, the the banter is, I think, the really sells the dialogue. The dialogue in this is really good. Like they just kind of go back and forth, and like um, talking about how Hawkeye sucker punched him, and he's like, "No, I didn't." And he's like, the hood's, "Yes, you, it, it was sucker punch. Was not. Was was not. It was." But why did you come here, Clint? And the right is like, "Was not. Someone struck me as odd." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he just can't let it go. They're just kind of going back and forth, just kind of he's trying to figure out what what's going down with the hood. Uh, why he's doing it and he can't really get a good answer but the hood's basically just saying like yo watch watch yourself clint like i kind of run this town right now so stay in my way <laughs> yeah that's kind of the vibe we're getting so it's like all right something's weird going on
1: with the hood here and clint just can't let it go like even when he gets home to his lovely lady yes she just you know
2: it's night nurse night nurse yes yeah it's
1: night nurse yeah and she just wants to you know get yeah. down and and clinton is happy to oblige and then the again i love the it's um, like the, the, they they turn they turn off the light and it's just all black panels of smooch 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 and then just you know what bothers me about this hood thing <laughs> and then the light comes back on she's like are you really gonna do this are, right are you now? serious like right now like come
2: on man um
1: i love that
2: yeah like the uh, I like this version of, I also like
1: how she's wearing an oversized shirt that says Hulk was right. Well, it's his shirt. <laughs> it's, it's his, his shirt. shirt, but
2: it's, no, it's Hulk was right. <laughs> it was his great shirt. Um, and then it cuts to a bunch of... Uh, we find out our federal agents guarding some kind of package, and they get attacked, um, which by... They get wrecked. Well, they get... By Ronan. They get wrecked by Ronan, who is famously... Was famously clint for... It's also- and a few other people, as we find out, a
3: bunch of other people,
2: which we get. I love that this comic is like, oh, I don't really know who Ronan is, and then they kind of next couple they pages like, in. it's yeah. this person, it could be this person, it could be that person, it yeah, could be this person. He's just
1: eating eating breakfast outside at some posh little place, and then. Bucky and Falcon Bucky roll up Falcon on him. Falcon roll up. Right well, after a bird poops on his omelet.
2: And which which he, he's very upset wrong. about it. And he, he's just wearing like a, a purple and black like bowling shirt. Like it looks ridiculous. Yeah. Always on brand. <laughs> and the other moment I had to um, point out is so he's getting mad about the omelet because the bird pooped in it. And like, while wow, like, so the Bucky and Falcon think it was him trying to figure out where he was, and it's like, damn, twenty dollars for a He's like, yeah, gentrification's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Casey. I got the your two moments there, Casey.
3: I think I've missed some Hawkeye comics. Was he always really rich?
2: No, I don't think so. He was every comic I've read. He's been like, like embarrassingly poor. So I definitely missed so maybe this is just kind of like a new version of hot, like almost like a reboot. Cause like in the fraction run, he's like, he could he barely has food.
1: Yeah. He's got a very Warren Worthington kind of vibe. Yeah. So
3: I'm sure something happened because yeah, something must've happened that he has money here. Um, Yeah. I mean, now he's just green arrow.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's more or less.
3: That's a good point. Um,
2: So eventually it gets to the point where Bucky and Falcon are like, they throw down the paper and it's Ronan. It's like, uh, bro, is this you? (laughs) yeah <laughs> he's like no It's like no it wasn't me and they're like dude it, it was you it's like dude it wasn't me it is like that he
3: calls him a bird cosplayer in the world's greasiest cyborg yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this
2: is where you get your rundown of like you know other people have worn the ronin costume he's like well Shostakov is out of the country they weren't vampires so it's not blade and it didn't look like a woman so it's not echo so
1: what do bro <laughs> <laughs> So then they eventually go and stake out where this guy is supposed to be next.
2: <laughs> and again, the, it's the dialogue in this. I just like how like uh, they're staking out because on on information that Clint got, and they're like, you know, what do you, what'd you do? Pay Turk four hundred dollars. So I love that Turk is like a, one of the singular characters that yeah. like binds the Marvel universe together. Yeah, like all yeah. these street level characters. And he's like, <laughs> no. And then there's a, a little dialogue mm. box that goes, "It was 500 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> which is great. Uh, so eventually, it uh, looks like his info was right, and then he eventually says, Turk's earning his pay tonight, and the Falcon's like, I told you!
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like how he shows up with coffee, he's like, he's like, I got coffee, and Falcon's like, no thanks. He's like, but I already bought it. He's like, so that means I'm supposed <laughs> to start drinking coffee now? Yeah,
2: right. So like, yeah, take orders, bro. <laughs> so they get into uh they kind of get into a fight with Ronan, so it's clearly not Clint. And they promptly kind of get their asses handed to them by this new Ronan. Yeah. Um, like very quickly. Like it, it's a, almost embarrassing. Right. <laughs> and I, I just love at the end, he's just like, they're laying on the floor beating. He's just like, Hey Buck. He's like, what? told you it wasn't me <laughs> and that's yeah, just where, it, that's so it where was a, end this it. was a fun first issue yeah this was cool like, i liked it uh
1: i i like that i i'm not i was hesitant to pick this up because mm-hmm. i'm not a big hawkeye fan right. and i thought i was going to be completely lost and i wasn't they yeah. they fill you in pretty uh there's it's good storytelling Absolutely. that is often missing from comics I where
3: think the, uh, the art is just pitch perfect
1: the art is the art's great um yeah. the layout is is great but the the way Rosenberg kind of brings you in,
2: he brings you in very quickly with Hawkeye with with the di- like. I think that's why th- this issue is really dialogue heavy with his like internal monologue because of that. And it,
1: it almost felt like Inception. Like by the end of this, I was like, oh, I always knew all this stuff about Hawkeye, but I didn't. Exactly, yeah, I was just filled in on all of it through through the storytelling. And I think which they did perfect.
2: a really good job with that. Yeah, and that's why I felt like I, it was great. I've just picked, like I said. You didn't have to read all those other Hawkeye books. Like, you were ready to go as soon as you picked this one up. So, it was a great number one in that regard for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of getting new, like, to Rosenberg. I haven't read a ton of his stuff, but, like, I read Four Kids that came out a lot. But, like, now we've read the Annihilation stuff. I've read this. Uh, I read a couple issues, I think, of X Men way back when he did that. Um, but, like, I- I'm-, I'm digging his style. Uh, yeah. And I like, I'm liking how he's writing certain characters. I'm liking the the characters that always seem to be like that stoic flat character in a lot of things like he's giving them some ca- like some some punch some pop like yeah. some some uniqueness like Nova was the same way and even Annihilus. like there's some humor there like there's they're snarky characters historically and I feel like that's awesome that they have that again cuz a Clint without snark i feel like is just this is kind of boring yeah like i wouldn't like this book as much without that
1: right good banter
2: yeah the banter between all of the characters is is great solid back and forth it's so ridiculous it's it was i was laughing uh as i was reading this issue like it it read quick though as we're talking about like but it was a great number one i thought yeah yeah i I definitely pick it up especially if you're remotely interested in hawkeye I i guess
1: even if you're not like this is this is a good way to get into hawkeye yeah that's a good point yeah if you just love jeremy renner just <laughs> like i honestly uh i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be real i don't like hawkeye and i love this book
2: yeah because like it, he could be so just eh. yeah yeah
1: like, it's just like all right at least it? they don't dress him like wolverine anymore that was stupid yeah like i like that he's a unique <laughs> he wasn't he's not just purple wolverine anymore <laughs>
2: purple wee
1: purple veen purple veen wolver yeah so it'll
2: be cool and then we have a nice mystery story of who is ronan
1: yeah. Yeah, it's a nice a nice who done it. Who is it? Kind of sorry.
2: Who did done it?
1: Who did is it done it?
2: So now we get to unpack
1: Thor. Yeah, now to the uh the unliftable hammer in the room. Dude, this um
2: this book was awesome. I yeah. haven't read Thor This
1: I'm- is a, this is another one of those books that I'm not usually big on that I love.
2: I feel like when you find and again, this is coming off the I think Casey's been talking about it a lot, like the historic Jason Aaron run of Thor that has gone on for eight years, which I haven't read a lot of. So, but this is kind of right, picking up right where it loves off. And I love how it starts. It's just kind of talking about all of the, um, all of the worlds it's going through. You see the hammer with the rainbow behind it, going through all the worlds and basically just all the worlds are saying, like, they feel it, they see it. They're like, they're they're like, they're either happy about it or they're scared or something like that. And it just three pages of setup, basically as Thor's hammer goes through a monster's face on earth. Yeah. (laughs) And lands right next to Iron Man and Cap. Um,
1: (laughs) Iron Man's like, anyone have a Sharpie?
2: Yeah. Which is fantastic. And then you see the hammer go back and it's Thor. And it's just, like, Hey, hey Sif did you see that it's like yes I see, I see everything I, I'm I guess she's the she's she's what Heimdall was she's Heimdall now it's just like yeah I threw it I threw it through every realm like I bet Odin couldn't do that like come on it was a pretty good throw right <laughs> <laughs> so he's already just kind of broing out with his
3: new power and then he gets the hammer back
1: he looks at the hammer it says nice shot enjoy your retirement <laughs>
3: yeah but like how bad do you think Tony wanted to draw a dick
1: oh absolutely oh,
3: dude It literally. I think it took.
1: Or just like (laughs) fuck you.
2: (laughs) Be so good.
1: Uh, That's just the other side. We
2: haven't seen it. The other side. There's just a dick. (laughs) It's just. It's just dick butt.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But also, like Tony can't lift it, so he had to like get on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. The
1: yeah, logistics—he had to like write it upside down. He had yeah. to
2: write it upside down. Oh my god, that's fantastic! That I didn't is really even think funny. about yeah. that. That's awesome. So now, just, <laughs> just this, now, Thor is kind of at the point where he's like, "Okay, um, I'm a king now, but he's bored. What do I? Yeah, like, yeah. what do I do? I don't know how to be a king. Like, what does that mean?" And he immediately, like, they show his new throne room, which I thought was really cool because it's all wood. It's, it's all like, built from Yggdrasil. Yeah, and it's not like this ornate gold crap. It it looks like it it, to me. It looks like something like screw you, Odin. Yeah, right. Well, Nor he was gaudy as hell. Let's be honest here. Like this looks like something like out of like a Norse myth. Like this is what I feel like it should look like. It looks really cool. And then it's just um, oh shoot, I always forget this dude's name. Falstack. Falstack. Thank you. Just like we have to attend to the kingly matters. Like how much ale do we need for the uh, Mm. for the the feast? And he just. Dares at him he's like all of it <laughs> yeah and he's just like uh the king has spoken and he just like shuffles them out of the room because <laughs> like, clearly he doesn't want any of this crap yeah um but then loki comes in just, loki
1: shows up just to poke at him just, and yeah. he's now
2: king
3: of the frost giants
2: it seems that way yep so uh yeah i've got they're uh, both speaking of the kind of the same way we did with hawkeye this book did a good job of kind of filling in what happened yeah in that that huge Thor run so again
1: like, I, I'm not lost in yeah, a Thor book it's that's set up the universe very very amazing. easily which, yeah. Yeah, ex- right
2: exactly especially in a Thor book which it's literally everywhere yeah Um, I just love it yeah Loki just comes in and pokes the bear but Th- uh, Th- Thor's just like you know you bow to kings right and he's like you motherfucker
1: <laughs> i also like to uh, uh look he's like mjolnir i don't recall you ever grunting when you yeah i thought that was
2: because that stuck out to me when i read it he like they threw like a grunt when he picked it up to walk away and i was like that's weird and then loki's like uh bro you don't is it getting heavy ah heavy is the head that wears
3: the crown
1: Ooh, there it is
2: and, um and then he like throws it at him and like stops it with magic and he's like yo don't fuck with me loki like i'm I'm Thor. Like, I'm still Thor, and now I have the power of the All Father. So, don't mess with me. <laughs> then he like stops in midair.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. And then this was the really exciting part. So he goes to like give a, a speech from these, his balcony. And these he's two like,
2: pages were my favorite because it, it it makes a point basically saying like it didn't worry me at that point that Mjolnir was heavy, but it should have because I of whatever was coming. No, that's I don't. Yeah, kinda, is that him? Yeah, the black is definitely him. It is. Okay. Oh no! I guess I don't. It's talking about him because it talks yeah, about how about him. he was nervous about giving the speech because he's practiced it in the mirror, which I thought was a a weird thing. It's for, very human thing ve- for Thor, yeah. especially. I yeah, is Thor. But yeah, uh, I'll let wow. we'll let Adam do it. But I liked I liked that insight. It's like he should have been worried about why Mjolnir was heavy, and like he was practicing practicing his speech. Yeah, <laughs> like he's he just he
1: doesn't want this. He doesn't, Uh, he
2: has it, but he, yeah, he clearly, this is not, he thought he, it's one of those like, I was raised to be the successor to Odin, but- I didn't really know what that meant until now, and I don't want it. Well,
1: none of that matters anymore because <laughs> fucking Galactus just falls to the ground. Here. I,
3: I, I turned the page. So this is, we're, this is a big book, right? Yeah,
1: just Galactus does a back bump right onto his whole little town here. Yeah, right. Not
3: only Galactus, but Galactus without an arm. Yeah, he's yes.
1: missing an arm.
3: At this point, I was you six just pages. Found in. out a guy is his father. Dude,
2: there was stuff going on. Like I was a few pages in, and I turned, and Galactus showed up in on, on to Thor's balcony. I was like, "Oh God, all I, right." I just, what love, is this book gonna be? I love oh. whenever
3: Galactus is just used as scale. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. he just crushes everything yeah. around. Right, and I love
2: Thor's response here. It's like Galactus, you dare! <laughs> he just immediately punches him right in the head with Mjolnir. It's great. Oh no, he's trying to and then he's like, "Stop. Hold up." It's like, you know, the the star plague, the great winter is coming.
1: I like the Kirby crackle around all the the Galactus talk bubbles. Yeah, it's cute.
2: And then they start talking about so Galactus crashes, he's laying there chilling. And ever since he fell for now he's there for weeks, like is an unstoppable thunderstorm has been going. Um there's hundreds dead and uh, There's like a inter- corruption
3: in Yggdrasil.
2: Yeah, so like the so some bad stuff is going on.
1: <laughs> so he dude. calls all of Galactus's heralds. Dude, this
2: book is <laughs> including Cosmic Ghost Rider, yeah. dude, and uh, Silver Surfer Black. Yeah, all show up, and I'm like, this book is
1: fucking bonk. So again, I like. I was like, Norrin, what the hell happened to you? He's like, Look, uh, it's a long story. <laughs> See Silver Surfer Black by Donny Cates. Obviously, right, right. so I'm
2: glad that he's kind of now this character in the, it wasn't just like a one-off thing. Yeah.
3: Like he's, oh, that, he's, he's been, he's been showing up in a bunch of stuff.
2: Exactly. I just think it's really cool that that's who he is now. He's this, he's silver surfer black. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's basically, like, what is this? And it's basically the silver, or silver surfer is basically saying, this is the thing that killed Galactus before, like killed the universe before. Like it's this unstoppable force and essentially like the only thing that could stop it is galactus and there's these five planets that have unique energy signatures or powers that he could eat that will make him powerful enough basically make him unstoppable but can stop strong enough to to stop this the black winter um and all the all the heralds are just like oh, f- oh fuck uh galactus with more power like that's what? what we want yeah like what are we talking about here yeah
1: it's uh it's that like does the means justify the end?
2: Yeah, and they're all, and then you know, Silver Surfer just kind of bites the bull He's like, "I'll be the Herald. I'll, I'll go." And Thor's like, "Not by yourself, bud." With a very cool, dramatic thunderbolt behind. Is a again we'll talk about the art yeah, a little bit uh, he's Th- thor he
1: can make his own dramatic lightning like yeah. that alone is a cool superpower and he's bad ass looking like he is gr- like this is a grizzled yeah he's got some cool hair yeah
2: he looks awesome yeah i'm a I'm a fan of the the character design for sure so he's basically kind of getting to the point where he's like all right i'm going and he kind of uh wipes off
1: <laughs> tony stark yeah, he puts on uh, his old hero clothes yeah
2: wipes off the hammer so he can get uh you know, so people don't make fun of him, I guess, yes. since he's since Thor. And he just kind of rolls out. He makes Galactus kneel to him. I love it. That love was it. awesome. <laughs> chills.
1: Damn. And then
2: and then this is the second part where I audibly was like, what is this book? <laughs> so then the big reveal is, so basically the Silver Surfer, the plan is now Silver Surfer, Thor, and crew are going to go to these planets that have the special energy. And Thor and, uh, you know, the whole Oh my god, why am I blanking on where they live? Asgard? Asgard, thank you. The Asgardians are going to, like, shepherd all of the people off the Earth so he doesn't kill all these people, too. And then he's basically like, no, Galactus is, no, you don't understand. I'm not here, I'm not seeking asylum. I've seen the Black Death twice, or Black Plague twice, and when you look at it, you see the face you see your the face of your death. Yeah, you see your own death. And, the and first, he's seen it twice now. And the first time, he didn't didn't know much, so he saw nothing. He saw yeah. just a black darkness. Narcon- and then the second time, uh, he's like, do you know what I saw as the embodiment of my true death? It's like, And it's just, I saw Thor. And then he just shoots this beam of power at Thor and just like...
3: The power cosmic.
2: Yeah, I didn't come here. I wasn't seeing I I wasn't here running. I was basically, if we're going to kill this thing together... When I do, I want you close. So until then, rise, Herald of Thunder. Yes. And turns Thor. It's one of his goddamn
3: heralds. <laughs> this book
2: is. This is the first issue. But also, like, <laughs> he's
3: like a herald, but also kind of like a. Like, I just permanently put a tap on you. It's like he freaking turned him Super Saiyan.
1: Yeah. he's like It's freaking
3: nuts. But he pr- turned him Super Saiyan under his control. Yeah. So he the- can't murder him. Right. Yeah which is the fact that like how because pow- they the whole issue they're talking about how
2: powerful thor is now because yeah. he has the power like and the galactus is just like you're mine
1: because you know all just that like that you know all that power you have uh how about some power cosmic too? i
2: still have yeah. more than you
1: i like how noran red's like wait it's not me like yeah
3: cool
2: good
1: neat yeah i wonder
3: um, i wonder if noran's like can you he heal me or like because yeah, yeah, he's, he's, like uh,
2: he's kind of like a ghost now right yeah he but can't. he can still shoot stuff. He could shoot the power cosmic, but he can't. He's, like, he's, physically,
1: he's intangible. I mean, he's just coming down from the acid trip that was that, <laughs> that five-issue series. See, that thing was, again, I say wonder enough,
2: if, can't say enough about that. I wonder that. if oh,
3: uh, healing Silver Surfer is going to be a plot in Donny Cases Run. I wonder That'd if Silver fun. Surfer is going to
2: fuse with Thor or any of the other Heralds, because he's already done it with the Sentry and Annihilation, so we know that's in his power set. Yeah. So we could just have some insane Thor Surfer nonsense.
1: Yeah, this is this is going to be bonkers, this is going to be man. a lot of fun.
2: It was so fun. This makes me kind of
1: wish I've been reading Thor for so long. Yeah, I I like, you know what like, I mean? like always just hear I hear Casey screaming. I I yeah, she's so mad right now. I was just about to say, like always, I should have just been listening to Casey all along. Yeah,
2: well, like you know, she's Casey's, usually right. Yeah, so I'm definitely gonna see if there's like maybe a collected. Aaron run for Thor because that's like the Thor run but like this is again this is someone I haven't read Thor extensively at all right I hopped right in I'm I'm not much
1: of a Thor whore personally
2: wow yeah we're not Casey she's definitely the Thor whore around here
1: (laughs) well let's maybe bad choice of words
2: maybe she may disagree we'll have to find out next week (laughs) but this is an amazing jumping on point i think you it's it's ridiculous like what G- good on you donny kate it's way to take thor and just really go bonkers with it yeah in the first issue like what, what oh yeah what has he got planned
1: it's a lot yeah like that was that was super much
3: yeah <laughs> yeah cool all right cool galactus that'll be cool i just oh he's a hair what what I, <laughs> I just want more sif that's the only thing I yes, yeah, Sif as the
2: I'm like I'm sure she'll be a well, in her role she'll be probably a vital. I miss when part.
3: She was the star of Journey to Mystery. I love that book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a, definitely a top story. Hopefully, we did it justice for Casey. Yeah, um, she's gonna quit. <laughs> if not, yeah, she, it'll just be the three of us talking about comics.
1: But yeah, like I, I, I same thing with, with with Hawkeye. Like here's here's a book that. I haven't ever really read extensively. Mm-hmm. It's an issue one that just pulled me directly into its world. Dude, I am all in right now. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. This is what no, this is what I feel like number one should be.
1: It's great storytelling. It, it like, is. There's two number ones in a row that are amazing. That, that, that made me feel like I've been reading these characters for years.
2: Yeah, and I really liked. So I read the like the afterword here, and I thought it was a really cool thing talking about like it's. So it's Donny Cates talking about like him coming to be to write to Thor, and he's basically talking about like when you're a writer, you lose some of the magic of these characters because you know what's happening. Like you know yeah. behind, you, kind of peek behind the curtain, and he's basically saying Thor n- has always been the character that never lost that for me. So now it's a character he's always found magical and fun that he gets to just unleash his brain on as yeah. a, as a huge fan that he finds inc- so like and you could tell like that's another one you could clearly tell he loves Thor oh absolutely and it's pretty cool that he's even been able to write pieces that link into it with like Silver Surfer and stuff like yeah like, like it's when when's Null coming at like like you know he's coming right <laughs> he's gotta be I,
1: I read I forget who said it on Twitter but they're like uh I bet Donny Cates puts null in his cereal in the morning I mean
3: <laughs> technically Null already has a connection because he's affected silver surfers, silver surfers yeah surfers.
2: like wonder if one of the planets that has like the special energy signature is gonna be the planet where the venom pl- like the symbiote planet or something like oh, that geez. you know what I mean so Galactus shows up at the symbiote planet and they fight Null or some crazy nonsense Again, yeah. I don't know. It's gonna be crazy. It's I'm gonna excited. Be a lot of fun. I'm super excited. This is for
1: gonna it. be rad as hell. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's uh, that's last week's comics. Um, what is new this week? I don't have the list in front of me at Let's all. Let's see
2: what we got here. Uh, we have I gotta send her another Lemire book because oh, that man, what is a week without a Lemire book? I mean, this week. Oh, yeah. That's a good point.
1: We didn't talk about Lemire once this week.
2: I guess he does need this a week day This week is off. ruined now. <laughs> Just delete it. Just cut it. Just, <laughs> we're gone. Uh, it looks like another kind of a small week. Um, there's a number one called Clock. I don't know anything about that, though. Um... Dying is easy, number two, which is the Joe Hill, oh, right. stand-up
1: comic sad book. <laughs> yeah,
3: Power Rangers Team Intang two. <gasps> oh, yes. nice. Oh my
1: God, Great. I need more of those colors in my eyeballs, man.
2: Uh, Moonshine, fifteen. That's that's always been a fun book. Uh, Miles Morales, the end. I'm not sure what that is. Amazing Mary Jane, number four. Morbius. So that'll make RJ happy for sure. <laughs>
1: I know what his picks are going to be.
2: Yeah, right. Strike Force. That's been a fun one. TMNT 101 for you. Oh, it's finally here. It's finally here. So you got that. Um, wow, that's going to
1: be a lot of turtles, man. I will
3: also be reading that. So. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, and then X-Force, New Mutants, and Fallen Angels, and Excalibur. Nice. So we got all the other X-Books that are coming out. We got them well, all next week.
1: In the interim, um, if you want a good primer to Sophie Campbell writing TMNT, 101 this is a shameless self plug uh (laughs) go check out uh my interview with her that we did on tmnt minute okay that is uh she she gave us a great interview sweet yeah
2: I can learn about Sophie Campbell and turtles.
1: Yeah. She kind of hints at some things that she might be doing with oh, cool. this run. It's I'm excited.
2: Yeah. I might check it out just after reading one. I, I just,
1: just want to see how she cleans up that gigantic mess that was Dude. left.
2: Yeah. I'm kind of curious too, cause it's, it's pretty big. Yeah. It's a pretty big mess. <laughs> <laughs> so at least she, she definitely won't have any, uh, lack of material. Hopefully.
1: So yeah yeah all right well we'll see what happens all right uh (laughs) so that's it for last week's comics Uh, make sure you go follow us on uh twitter and instagram at last week's comics uh if you like what you hear you want more uh support us by going to duelinggenre.com support and uh just go to duelinggenre.com there's a lot of other great podcasts on there uh spider-man minute actually just closed up spider-man 3 they did like 300 Good Plus Lord. episodes on the whole Sam Raimi run of Spider Man. They just wrapped that up.
2: Oh wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's been a really good show. Uh, I'm on a couple episodes. Ooh, not on, not in Spider Man three. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. But Spider Man one, Spider Man two, <laughs> Rachel and I <laughs> on a couple episodes. Not even a episode. minute of that movie. Didn't want it. Couldn't even do a minute. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean those guys, they're huge, huge Spider Man fans. They did such a great job with that show. So cool. go check that out. Uh, gonna, gonna plug. Look the boss's show might as well <laughs> uh so yeah uh please uh support your local comic shop get out there buy some comics and uh we'll see you next week for myself casey sean and rj or well, myself sean and rj casey uh good luck good luck on that balloon race we hope you we hope you're pulling ahead ever so slightly <laughs> hold fast um yeah this is tales from the short box goodbye everybody